You got Eugene? I got my You got your microphone on? That's Eugene <laughs> saying hello? Yep. That, the Eugene has introduced itself before me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, he was in the building first. It's not the one that has to pay for all of this, this SoundCloud. No, special guest, I'm all, sorry. Uh, all right. Well, welcome to the Gin, and welcome everybody else to the third episode yeah. of Movie Money. No, no. Rope. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, bro. Whoa, bro. Reflexes. Anyway, welcome to the Penny Section podcast, <laughs> as we all know. Nah, I'm kidding. This uh, is the new one. This is, this is the Movie Mandem, the show about the Mandem that love to talk about the movies. Yep. I am Damien with my co-host, Bam. Hey, guys. How you doing, Bam? I'm doing great. We are a little bit later than we anticipated today. Um, about four hours. Later than when we had sure. intended to start, but who cares? Better late than never, one, one could say. Yeah, because if it was never, then we'd have no episode for two weeks. And I it's think true. at true. that point, a podcast is just dead on arrival. Yeah, like, yeah. you can miss a week. Yeah. If you miss two weeks within the first month of being released, what are you doing? You're not, you're not doing no anything. No consistency on the floor. At all. Yeah. And um, we, we appreciate those of you who have listened so far. Um, we, I have liked the feedback that people have been giving us. Um, Bam, you and I need to talk about how we are going to get engaged with this audience. Sure. We got to get uh, people to be discussing us and, and, and sending us things that they would like us to discuss. Because otherwise, it's just you and me talking into a mic thinking, yeah, this is that what people, people like. are hearing. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what the, the people want. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I could like uh, pay a guy to like walk around halfway tree naked with like a, a little billboard poster on it. Um, what do you think? I mean, like I appreciate good, the good movie Rush reference. I don't know if it's gonna land. Um, sure. it, we, you might get that'll get you on TVJ. Great, you know that'll get Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Yeah, that sounds cool. free marketing right there. I'd love the front cover of Star. What is the, <laughs> what is what is the 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 thing on his chest going to say? Is just gonna say movie man them? <laughs> what if what if it has a just a QR code for the podcast? Oh yeah. Ooh, fascinating. Do you man. have a, a uh, naked man uh, in mind? Like uh, how quickly can off, we get off this? Off the top <laughs> of my. My naked man list? Um, <laughs> no, I'd really have to do some research into it. Right? Well, you know what? I mean, if you're out there and you're willing to be right. the naked, naked man in the street, right. uh, hit us up. Cool. You know, we, it's gainful employment. It's going to be a little... It's, it's not going to be too hot. It's, yeah. it's fall season. So. Do, you, do you want uh, 10 grand and you have no regrets in life? I mean, is it 10, 10 grand? I think I'll put 10 grand to walk around naked for public. Yeah, but we also great. have to buy the supplies and stuff to make the sign. And, and No, you don't. You can go to any um, hardware store, get some cardboard, cut that shit down. Yeah. I've made a Pac-Man out of costume out of cardboard before. You've made week. a Pac-Man costume? Yep. How, like... How 3D is this? Is this like pixels where it was picked the, the no, was so it spherical? I, I got I got a large piece of cardboard. Um this is this is such a movie talk, guys. I got a large piece of cardboard, uh-huh. I got a perfect circle into it, and then I spray painted yellow. Yep. And then I put dots on the black dots on the eyes. Mm-hmm. And I also put a red bandana on top of his head because my costume idea was it is Tupac Man. <laughs> So it was a large, it was two large, two large uh-huh. cardboard circles. Yeah. One fr- so you could see it from the front and the back. Mm-hmm. And then I just hot glued some straps yeah. to the two of them and just like flung it over like a poncho. Okay. And that was my costume. That works. Wait, what year was this? 2016. Okay. 2017? So before COVID. That, that's... Oh, this is a very pre-COVID how many um how many episodes are you gonna describe costumes? Colin costumes. Yeah, I think I'll. I think this is gonna be a bit. <laughs> We're establishing bits in our early years, and I'm gonna keep on adding on. Yeah, I I've mean had several Halloween costumes. You've got you've you've already got the slamming down the gin and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Halloween costumes. Every week. You haven't um 
uh, past two weeks you've you've pointed out something strange in in my house. What's that? That well, no, just that that's what you've done the last few times you were here. You haven't done that this week, so but you know the the, the oh, no, that's, oh, that's off my guy. Yeah, that on, that's on, fine. That's 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 that's, that's, that's for you and me. That's, that's personal that's bits. Oh, that's, that's nice. Right. That's nice. We keep let's keep things to ourselves. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, so this, ooh, that, that was way too loud. I just saw some peeking. Um, this week, we are going to be following up last week's episode where we talked about our film that we love, not our film, but the film that we love, Black Panther, and our thoughts on the new... We didn't what, make Black Panther? No, we didn't make Black okay. Panther. I mean, have you, did you get a, a check from Disney Marvel about that? Because I didn't. I've been giving in checks, and I've not gotten any stock. <laughs> Well, we're going to be talking about uh, Wakanda Forever, the mm-hmm. sequel that was highly anticipated. It is finally here. Hell yeah. We've seen it. We have thoughts on it. And we are going to discuss it's that. It's a week out. I assume most of people have seen it. Is it? It's, um, it's the 11th that it came out. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's been yeah, out for a week. Out came out, yeah. Yep. A week. Um, we got it a day early, it's which true. was nice. It's true. Uh, but I found out that we got it a day early. On like, the day? The, yeah. <laughs> and and people, were, people were ready to go on the Friday. Friday, yeah. yeah. Um, normally, uh, we get something else every week, but they did not bring anything else. It is strictly Black Panther all time. Um, knows where their, where their, where their wallet is. Yep. Yeah, so. And uh, right now, to if you want to go to a movie, right, you have Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, Black Adam, mm-hmm. and uh, Woman King. There we go. Which, um, you know. Three black people. Yeah. It's, Sounds nice. It's quite a time. Sounds good. Quite a time to be alive. Uh, first thing though, Bam, mm-hmm. a few things happened this week that I would like your thoughts on. Sure. Just a few things that happened in the movie verse. Some some new stories. Some of them more interesting than others. I'm gonna start with what I'm I. I'm realizing that we can't WhatsApp each other's stories because we need to save it for the podcast. I mean, we can because I feel like we will talk on WhatsApp for like you know a minute or two. Yeah. There's a lot more that we can get from fair, a fair. in in person conversation. Um, and also, if I WhatsApp them to you, I will know where to find them <laughs> because before this i, was, fair, I literally just typed fair. in movie news <laughs> fair fair any movie news. yeah so i'll use our whatsapp as as a um a notebook Place yeah. yeah uh but first thing is uh them fast and furious movies mm-hmm. they keep making them they're expensive right here. they are expensive and this newest one uh, fast x mm-hmm. the budget has apparently gotten out of control right it has grown to a jaw dropping 340 million Interesting. Interesting. That is US dollars. That is yeah. not Jamaican dollars. No, that, uh, is, uh, that is uh, an infinity war and a half. Yep, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, Fast 9 or F9, it estimated a $200 million budget. Mm-hmm. So this one has significantly increased the budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been some production issues. So that might account for... You know what, for, with the director leaving, I think? Yep, the director leaving... What was it? Ten days into production. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Vin Diesel broke him in ten days. Did you did you see those videos where Vin Diesel was trying to fake that everything's fine? He yeah. just had him on the camera like, mm-hmm. "Hey, we're making the best movie ever, right?" And then and he's like, "I guess we are." <laughs> you know, you want that clear enthusiasm from your director? Yeah, and I can imagine just right after that video was recorded, he he called up Universal like, "Look, I'm I can't this I, this is this guy's not doing good social media." <laughs> um, and also. Uh, they had the feud with The Rock. Um, well, I say they, but Vin Diesel had a feud with The Rock. Is it a feud, though? Or is that like when Vince McMahon is like, hey, you guys should pretend to hate you yeah. for a match? Um, I don't know, because I would think if that were, if it was just, you know, for publicity, you would have The Rock show up. And, and it would be that, yes. you know, I, I really think the Hobbs and Shaw thing caused a rift between the two muscle heads. 
sure. um, because it was like, why, why do you feel like you get to have your, why are you making this the Dwayne show? Mm-hmm. You know, this is all about the family. What, so, so the last one did clear up pretty good at the bank, right? Like everybody was happy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, it was one of... it was arguably the worst movie. It was, <laughs> it, I, it was one of the, the first movies to come out in theaters mm-hmm, post-pandemic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Vin Diesel had that, that whole campaign where he Welcome was... To the movies. Yeah. One of my favorite campaigns, I'm just like... Before... before yeah, um, I would love to go into the movie theater with a bunch of, bunch of people. Yeah, before... Vin Diesel over room. Before Nicole Kidman had her whole, right, uh, you right, know, this right. is how movies make us feel, yep. heartbreak feels good in a place mm-hmm, like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Vin Diesel was doing his thing for Fast 9. I don't... Um, I, I remember it, you know, cleaning up and clearly it was enough for a sequel uh it made 762 million dollars which is on a 200 budget um and they say that you need to double the budget Mm -hmm. in order to break even uh that's just what they say they keep getting bigger and you know more grandiose with their pursuits in these movies hubs and shaw had cyborgs yeah and i was just like huh Mm -hmm. you guys are doing cyborgs now um, and I, I keep hearing that Hobbs and Shaw is not canon, but then also, who cares? Who, shit. who cares? Who is <laughs> keeping there are tabs people. on No, 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 there are. Because you will see those, fast universe. those timelines where it's, it's like, um, okay, so, so Han died at the end of Tokyo Drift. Yes. And that, that movie, when that movie ended, that's uh, Jason Statham showed up at the yes. end of Furious. So yes. there, there are people who, who you know, are, are chronicling the saga. If I may do a quick Fast and Furious tangent. Please. Here's how the timeline works. Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. 1999, 2000, whatever, first, canon. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious 2. Okay. Too Fast, Too Furious. Cool. Fast and Furious 4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I think was just called Fast, Fast and Furious, Fast or and the Furious. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Fast Five, if everyone's chronically favorites. Yep. Good. It's it's the movie where they basically assemble the Avengers. I mean, driving a a, a safe through the streets through of Rio. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Fast Six. Uh huh. Okay, I'm with you. Is that the one with um Gal Gadot? Uh, Gal Gal has been around since part three. She was a very side character. Okay. Um, and she can and she came back for. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fast to six. So this is this is now you're seeing like technology around them. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, this is what 2012. That's kind of when they become like the the super spies. Right. And 2013. They're, yeah. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Then fast was it seven. seven? You're on seven now. Yes, seven now. They're going to Dubai. Mm-hmm. They're driving through buildings. Yep. Supercars. Paul Walker's gone off into the sunset. Not quite yet, but yes. Um. <laughs> Ludacris has somehow learned to be a better hacker than the the hacker that they found. Yep. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> and also learned karate. Mm-hmm. Okay, bro. Cool. And then um, at the end of... And then during Fast 7, they learn that Han dies. Mm-hmm. And they go back to Han. Mm-hmm. And you're like, huh. Han just died in the timeline of Fast 7. Mm-hmm. So that would mean for some reason... Let's say this is 2016, 2015. Okay. For some reason, during that period of Japanese culture, they only use devices <laughs> that were made in between the years of 2002 to 2004. Yeah. For some reason, all Japanese people mm. agreed we will not use technology outside of 0204. Something Bow-wow happened. Bow Wow is selling like... <laughs> 
razor phones <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. And everyone is totally down to buy a razor phone. Yep. And 2000, 2016. Yeah. That's like what? iPhone 7? Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is chronologically mm-hmm. takes place in 2016. That's just what happens. That's just that's just I, history. I have no further notes to say. Just just I just <laughs> I would just like everybody to be super clear about what these movies are positing. Right. There's... All because Han is such a great character, and he is. We all love Han. But like you killed him, mm-hmm. and you're like, lol, no, we didn't. We're gonna go back in time. <laughs> Except not really. Not really. Yeah. We're just going to take this this little pocket of time yes. and reposition it to 2016. Right. So doesn't really matter. Is that, is that what you're trying to say? I think there's people out there who, who, hey man. Would, who would disagree with you, Bam. I think they... Disagree? They... I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. This is canon. The movie said Han just died while they are driving 2019 cars. And they're driving 2019 cars in Fast and Furious 7. But they get a call that the universe of 03, in this, Jap- in this universe, Japan, is stuck in 2003. That is what the movie is positing. I'm not saying anything. But bam, That's what the movie is positing. At when this does... is a Black Panther episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know, when is it that uh, Dwayne Johnson and his, his crew back in his home country yes. are, are doing the, 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 the warrior chants? To fight against the CIA. Like when does that fit into this saga? Or does it not? These are the answers I need to answer Couldn't in Fast you, in bro. Fast X. Could not um, Alright, so if you're a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise, good for you. Listen, yeah. uh, they're extremely successful movies. Yeah. I like them. They're very... I'm, I'm always ecstatic and surprised that people like them so much. Yeah. People, when it I, started off from a place so dumb. Um, Alright. Following up from that, we got our first look at uh, a franchise that has, mm, I, I want to say, seen better days, but uh-huh. it seems as though there are good days on the horizon. Uh-huh. Talking about Indiana Jones, that is one of the most iconic film franchises out there. Uh, right, 80-year-old Harrison Ford, let's, let's how, see you do it. How old is let's he, actually? Let's see you jump up and down and... With and swing around. I yeah, guess. so we got our first look. He is 80 years old. Yep. 80 flat. Um, he, we got our first look at Indiana Jones, uh, Harrison Ford back as the titular character. Did you see the, well, I showed you the, I sent you the picture. Um, they also released a couple, uh, posters. There's one with Indiana Jones and he's looking at the Empire State Building, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, apparently the movie takes place in 1969, New York City, Mm -hmm. um, it is in the height of the space race, mm-hmm. and the main plot of the story well, is. Space guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had aliens in the last one, so. Yeah. Um, but the there are Nazis. Uh, it's it's sure. after the Second World War, but uh, there are ex-Nazis who are involved in the U.S. government's uh, race to the moon. Fun fact, Nazis never disappeared. When no. Germany was falling, America and Russia both grabbed up all these smart Nazi scientists mm-hmm. and said, hey, we're going to implement you in our separate space race programs. And they just <laughs> integrated into yep. society. Yep. Fun I mean, fact, guys. When you look... Operation Paperclip. <laughs> give it a Google. Yeah, Google. yeah, Google that. And it's, you, you, there, it's been explored in a few um, you know, popular media. Mm-hmm. Um, so... In in Winter Soldier, Arnim Zola, 
Mm-hmm. He's a, a Hydra scientist, which mm-hmm. is basically the MCU's code for Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and he, no, they're, they're the even worse Nazis. Right, yeah. And he and, and the, them being integrated into S.H.I.E.L.D., which, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. course, resulted in them revealing themselves in that movie. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know, the, the, the Nazis in the current U.S. government are not so blatant. With, I mean, they're getting more blatant oh, now. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's probably going to be where this movie is going to resonate a bit more with, with current day. Because uh-huh. we're, we're looking at, there's a rise of what people call white nationalism, but is really just Nazism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this movie is going to wrestle with this idea that, okay, this was an evil, that the narrative is this evil was defeated. Mm-hmm. You know, Indiana Jones and Captain America walked in, punched Hitler in the face, sure. shot him dead, sure. and then saved the world. Ta-da-da, magically disappeared. Go America. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's going to be Indiana Jones coming to terms with the fact that, oh, well, Nazis, an idea like that doesn't just go away mm-hmm. and having to, to wrestle with that. Anyway, um, Mads Mikkelsen is playing the bad guy. That, that's uh, not um, another thing. DTF. Mads Mikkelsen is, Don't. and it is also being directed by James Mangold, sure. who, who did um, Logan. Logan, Identity, uh, The Wolverine, yep. 310 to Yuma, great director, yep. and show, showed in Logan that he can do uh, old badass Mm-hmm. Goes off into the sunset really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the things. And they're gonna kill the old boy. In this one? I'm hoping so, yeah. and I don't mean that because I have anything against Harrison Ford. Like we should have. We should retire this hat. Guys. Yeah, and and I understand the impetus behind this movie. Obviously, Disney says this is a hot IP. We can make some money off of this. Mm-hmm. But also from a, a a fan perspective, it did not have the most glorious of conclusions in the last film. So I can see them wanting to, you know, kind of course correct and Listen, say... As, as much as people hate Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, mm-hmm. the last Indiana Jones movie, that shit made a billion dollars, my guy. Yep. It, uh, <laughs> so... Yeah. So it made money, which is... shit's all you want. They're going to they're gonna say, okay, clearly the last one made money. People are still interested in this. And also... Let's trick them again. They, <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, they did this already. They did... Because... We're in that age now of the legacy sequels with mm. the, the, you know, the character coming back and, mm-hmm. and showing the young whippersnappers what for. That was an early legacy sequel. It was an early legacy sequel. It was one of those that it, it came out 2008. You got um, the, the young whippersnapper that you're going to pass the torch to. You got mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf in there. Obviously, he's mm-hmm. not going to be in this one. Probably not. Probably not. Um, they might probably kill him off in a line. Sure. Um, or they might not mention him at all. Your son died. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh well. Never right. liked him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Did not care for him. Um. Yeah. So that's the thing. They they did this kind of thing already. People were not as receptive of it. Um. But they did pay for it. So clearly, mm-hmm. I think this movie is gonna do fine financially. I think it's good in good hands with James Mangold, and I do like the little elements of the story. I and any time that you know. You get Mads Mikkelsen in a movie. Sure, sign me up. Um, I mean, he—I'm trying to think. Like he's—he's—he's he's great in his smaller films that you know he gets to yeah. really sink his teeth in. Even when he's in bad movies, he's like maybe the best part. And even when he's in—he's in like a, a big um, blockbuster movie. He's like um, when he was in—he was the saving grace of uh, Fantastic Beasts and sure. the crimes of—is it that one? Grindelwald. No, Secrets of Dumbledore is the last one. Oh. Um, and then the, when he was in Rogue One, he was good in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he, he had was, five lines and you're like, yep, I believe this guy. Yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> completely. He, he, and, and, uh, he just, he brings gravitas and I can see him 
like playing. I mean, he played one of the most iconic villains in cinema history, um, Hannibal Lecter. Yes. So I can see him playing this. This uh, and and the picture. Did you see the picture that they mm, released yeah. of him with just his 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 round glasses and he's got his own hat. It's yeah. it's gonna be a hat versus hat movie. Um, Indiana Jones movies know how to cast like a bad guy face. Mm-hmm. They're really good at that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think he's comfortable with, yeah, th- th- my name is Mads Mikkelsen. This is how I sound. This is what I, I look, look like. I look like this. You know, I will play a villain every sure. now and then. And, it, and the one time that I play uh, an encouraging father, I'll die in the first 20 That's minutes. True. That's just my lot in life. And yeah, he's man. fine with that. Yeah, man. Um, so I don't know. Like your check. What do you think? Are you looking forward to this? Or are, is this, are you like willing to give it one last go? Do you I'm, wish this I'm, would be the last one? I'm, do you want I'm, more I'm after of, this? Whatever about Indiana Jones, like I just know, like oh, they're really good, mm-hmm. but I don't have like a ooh, I'm so excited. Yeah, kind of thing. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. no, those are good movies, but I have no passion. Yeah, necessarily. It's not in. It's not like um, if this one is bad, it will make me. No, no, no. you know, yeah, and I'm not pining for a new one, but if it turns out great, then great. And uh, but I just think. Motherfucker, he looks old. <laughs> he looks very old. He looked old twenty years ago. Yeah, he he like he was too old when they made Crystal Skull, yeah. and he's what what thirteen years older now. So I yeah, the last one came out in oh, oh eight. eight? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, an entire MCU happened <laughs> in between in between that movie. Yeah, so um, he he looks very old. I don't understand casting him in the Thunderbolts movie because unless he's gonna die in that as well. No, so um, I heard the plan is well. I mean, this is this is from like two spoilery sites. So if you care about the future of MCU, um, mm-hmm. they're not gonna make him Red Hulk, mm-hmm. which is what he's in the comics. They're yeah. gonna make him like the president of whatever Marvel is doing. Right. So he's gonna be like the president ordered this in- initiative to send out these. So, Thunderbolt. So he's gonna be so like that's a behind the desk kind of role. Yeah, he's not so gonna. He's, okay. he's gonna show up. Mm-hmm. He's gonna deliver some exposition. Yeah. behind the desk, he's gonna collect a presumably fifty million dollar check. Yep, and he's gonna go crash another plane or whatever, <laughs> whatever he does. Whatever he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, as as long as he's happy, uh, I, I'm happy, I guess. But I just, you know, I don't know how much you can get out of him at this age. But then again, he's Harrison Ford. He can he he, you he, know. he sells it. He, he does. sells it out of like pure just. He was great in Force Awakens. And anger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just like yeah, I guess that guy does it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to rag on him for being old. I'm just like, I I think we've had enough of Harrison Ford in this lifetime. Um, I don't necessarily need to see him like I don't need to see him on screen if he's not going to be Harrison Ford. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to like I'd like you, to you preserve built your him. Career on on playing charming rogue to punch people. Right. But you have outaged the charming rogue who punches you. Yeah, yeah. Your, and your career did not have like a shift. There should have been a shift at some point. Right. And I don't necessarily want not, somebody else to play Indiana Jones. No. I want Indiana Jones to stay Indiana Jones as he was. That's yeah. why Solo didn't work. I mean, yes. one of several reasons. But, but um, anyway. Should have made a, um, what's his name movie? Lando Calrissian movie. Yeah, they definitely should have. That, that, that actually worked. Um, all right, so another uh, bit of casting news. Uh, Joseph Quinn, who people know from his uh, breakout role in Stranger Things, uh, fan favorite from that series, he is going to be joining Lupita Nyong'o mm-hmm. 
in A Quiet Place Day One. This is the prequel to the Quiet Place series. Well, I love how that ties into our what, first or second episode. Mm-hmm. With our yep, yep. That's um, that. And it that's also why ties into the next topic. We're yeah. Going to, yeah. This so. is our. This is the. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying mm-hmm, now. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So, Quiet Place Day One. They they are taking it back to prequel the months. the the first day of the Quiet Place invasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw a little bit of it in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Where you saw, you know, the the family that you've been following in that series, you saw them at a baseball game. All of a sudden, these meteors fall from the sky, and then you see aliens attacking people. So it looks like we're going to be seeing just what it was like on that day, and more comprehensively, instead of just a flashback, we're going to be spending some time in that time period. Um, well, yeah, well, I sure hope instead of like switching from an interesting alien movie, they're just going to do a regular, old, not going to just do a regular old alien invasion movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, you 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 see this in zombie movies, you know, zombie movies you will have uh like way into the apocalypse and, and see like the survival of that. Like um uh Walking Dead, they they had that spin off series, Fear of the Walking Dead, which was more closely tied to when the outbreak first happened. So, you know Yeah, but like the best zombie movies to me are like twenty eight days later. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just like let's jump into it and see yeah. how collapse society has collapsed. Right. So I think that's what we're gonna see in this just to see, you know, what how do people adapt to this new environment where they have to be quiet all the time? Because um, you saw the results of that where they're laying down the sand so that their footsteps don't mm-hmm. make noise. Um, so, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, anyway, my, my entire trust in it is with Lupito mm-hmm. because, like, my whole thing is... I took a sip of water. <laughs> my whole thing is uh, Lupito is, like... One of the goddamn best mm-hmm. out there right now. I, I, of, re- of I really time. hope she will be like a generational talent mm-hmm. that surpasses gen- surpasses decades. Yep. And uh, you get no arguments from me on that. Through okay, here's the thing. I I, I have two theories. I hope both are right. Mm-hmm. I hope she's a very careful with what she picks because she wants to make good things. Like yep. l- sorry, lead lead projects, yep. not necessarily side projects. Cash money, whatever. Lead mm-hmm. project. He's very careful, and also Hollywood simply does not have scripts lying around for right. women. Right. So I think it's those two things. Yeah. So whenever Disney calls up and he's like, "Would you like fifty million dollars?" Mm-hmm. She'll pop in to a Star Wars, or she'll pop into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I, actually thinking, yeah, because she I, I does think that. She'll do that, and she can live up. Mm-hmm. And then she's almost more interested in like plays and books. Right. She books. And mm-hmm. She's in plays a lot. Yeah. And then. You know, Jordan Peele will come along and be like, us? And she's like, great. Yeah. And she'll do, like, interesting horror movies or interesting genre stuff. But she's not getting the expected, like, Viola-type roles, mm-hmm. I want to say. Okay, or, okay. Or, like, heavy drama. She doesn't really do that. I, yeah. I, I just think those just aren't around. Yeah, it's not like the the very strict Oscar bait kind Oscar of movie. Bait, yeah, it's more like this is a genre. She did her Oscar thing out the gate. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is one of the best performances. Of yeah, the and and now she's and one of those like actors that can come into a more commercial project yeah, and, and kind of elevate give it. it. Drop it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so this. Yeah. yeah. So so and and um, I I like Joseph Quinn a lot in Stranger Things. So I mean, he he won't have to do much when Lupita is there. Yeah. I, I do think it's telling that the three movies Lupita has led um, outside of a couple Oscar projects mm-hmm. are all horror movies. Mm-hmm. Us, um, A Quiet Place Now, and yep. this movie called, was it Sunshine or something? Um, she, she played, a, it's basically a zombie, it's a cute little Australian zombie movie mm-hmm. where she played like a kindergarten school teacher 
during the zombie apocalypse. Oh, so it's her okay, taking okay. care. It's, it's a very cute comedy. It's, it's very strange. It's almost, when you look at it, you're like, huh, why did she do that? that it kind of seems like maybe she did that very early on in her career. And yeah. nobody put it out. And then when she got big, they're like, oh, put this out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. seems out, but it's, it's is it li- Is that Little Monsters? Little Monsters, yeah. 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 I so she- it. It's a, it's a cute, it's a fascinatingly cute little zombie horror. It's, it's literally kids versus zombies. Uh-huh. And Lupita is the kindergarten teacher to protect them. Ah, I never heard of this. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You see, this is, this is why this podcast is good. It puts people onto some stuff that they would not necessarily have come across themselves. Mm-hmm. Um... Right, uh, this is being directed by Michael Sarnowski, who directed Pig, which came out last year, mm. uh, Nicolas Cage's Nicolas Pig, Cage. and uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. Um, I should have saved that for the last, so it would segue more into our sure. discussion, but sure. just quickly, <laughs> as we wrap up the news, uh, one thing that you brought up, um, our good friends over at Blumhouse. Yeah. Um, it seems though as though they have another joined forces. Another merger, guys. Aren't you guys so mm. excited? Another business merger? Yeah. That probably fuck over some people. So let's happening. let's let's dig Aren't into you this. Excited? Because uh, it's it's Atomic Monster and Blumhouse. Yeah. Atomic Monster is James Wan's production company. So he does like saws. Mm-hmm. Um, was it not Maleficent? Um. I'm just going to Google Atomic yeah. Monster movies. Um, but Blumhouse is, is, you know, that's... Oh, they do Annabelle? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all. That's yeah, all, yeah, That's all. That's all, that's all. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Conjuring. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, all yeah, those yeah. Movies, all yeah. Those movies. Yeah, so uh, Annabelle Conjuring, Lights Out, The yeah, Nun, yeah, yeah, Curse yeah, of La La Ronde. Like, very big um, horror movies. You know, the, the, the horror franchises that you're seeing right now that have got people excited. Malignant, uh, yeah. directed by James Wan himself. And um, Mortal Kombat, um, sure, of um, and then uh, Blumhouse, uh, they did Get Out, and uh, let me see, uh, da, 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 da. they did they did Us, or is mm-hmm. that is that strictly? Oh, they did the Black Phone. Um, they, they did all the Jordan Peele's movies. Yeah, yeah and they did the, well. Uh, Jordan Peele has his production company that he does with, with Blumhouse. Blumhouse. Um, they're doing the the movie Megan, which uh, blew up with that clip of the doll dancing. Uh, Insidious Halloween uh, franchise, Invisible Man, uh, The Purge, Sinister, uh, Paranormal Activity movies. So, um, two uh, Upgrade as well. Yeah, Upgrade. Oh wow, guys, watch yeah. Upgrade. Upgrade, Upgrade is, great. is so good. Uh, Upgrade is the movie that Venom should have been. Uh, Precisely. <laughs> Um, Both starring an actor who looks the same. Who yeah, by, it's uh, it's a Tom Hardy lookalike who. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Happy Death Day, which is one of those horror movies that is good if you're not into being scared that much. It's just kind of like you want to sit back and get some. It's thrills. on my HBO Max watch list. Yeah. For so long, and my girlfriend refuses to. <laughs> it's 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 something. I mean, it's it's ground. It's a little. It's a horrorcore uh, Groundhog Day, and it it's mm-hmm. as fun as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, these are the the horror movies people have been most excited about, and these are fun dumb horror movies anybody can watch. Yeah, and also some genuinely great movies like Get Out and mm-hmm. um, uh, I would say Malignant, Invisible, Invisible Man, of course, um, <laughs> Invisible Man, yes, uh, and who who which was directed by Lee Wanell, who did Upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, a lot of very creative people working on these movies. Um, you commented and. On the the movies of Blumhouse in our uh, horror episode, that um, they've gone a bit more commercial 
mm-hmm. where they've gone towards some horror franchises like Halloween. Yeah, they're, they're, they've made enough money on their like run. Yeah. Because their whole thing is we make a horror movie for like $5 million. Yeah. And they mostly take place in like one spooky house. Yeah. And that $5 million usually translates into like $50 million, $60 right. million at a block, at a block, at a um, box office. Box office, yeah. Then they can shoot out three other movies. Yeah. That will all potentially make $50 million. And um, uh, Monster, Atomic Monster Productions is, is kind of similar where they, they made the Mortal Kombat movie and they've kind of created their own horror universe that, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, yeah, Annabelle's, yeah. Annabelle's Conjuring, yeah. which all kind of ties in together. Um, so, you know, I'm just wondering... Uh, they should link up with the A24 people. Like yeah. Classic, classic horror. Yeah, that, that, A24 needs to get on that deal. A24 yeah. does like... Lighthouse, Witch, Hereditary, mm-hmm. um, the, the kind of artsy fartsy but good. Yeah, and and that that get attraction with a general audience. Yeah. Um, everything everywhere all at once. Um, so yeah, uh, I think this is an exciting you know merger. Um, we don't know exactly. I mean, the the only thing I'll say is this means that they will no longer be their individuals and I individual production houses, and I'm wondering if we'll get that kind of split identity of the kinds of movies that they'll make, or if it's just going to be, well, this, they're, we're, we're, because we were previously getting two channels of pretty entertaining movies. Yeah. And now we're just going to get one. And I'm wondering it's if that's going to... It's because off the top of my head, I assumed Blumhouse and James Wan type movies were already like under the same branch. Yeah. It kind of feels like they're already, I don't even like, I guess somebody's getting paid. So they did yeah. that, but like, they kind of feel like already apart, like the, to themselves. Yeah, they're not they're not that distinct. But if, if I had to make a distinction, the James Wan movies feel more Australia. Australian. Yeah, and by that I mean more willing to have fun. Okay. And be yeah. silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would I would uh, I would agree with that. Um Blumhouse I would say is that's that's more strictly we're trying to scare you. Um yeah. you know, we're kind of, we're trying to freak you out with the exception of I guess upgrade um, which is not, I guess that's kind of like techno fear, you know. Um, There's some very scary moments in that movie. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm. I'm remembering the really cool camera work in it. I'm not remember being scared in that movie. Um, the, I mean, the only scary part is the ending when mm-hmm. the ending happens. Is what I'll say. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's good that they've. I think it's more. This is just like game recognizing game. Like, yeah, yo, yeah, we yeah. like to work with you. You want to work with us? We're on the same page. Seems like a, a good synergistic move. A fun story about Blumhouse is so they both. I think they both work for Universal Pictures, mm-hmm. and I think when when um, you know Marvel and DC were starting up their you know franchise universe stuff, yeah. Universal was just like, "Hey, let's do that." Mm-hmm. So as we all remember, the Dark Universe. You got to bring it up, man. Yes, let's bring it's, it up. It's just it's part of it. The Dark Universe happened. Look, all they they had one photo shoot where they're like, "We're doing this," yeah, and then they like, didn't hey do guys, it. Hey guys, Tom Cruise, Javier Bardem, yeah. Johnny Depp, Angelina Jolie. The gang's all here. We're going Angelina to, Jolie. I yep, forgot yep, that. Yup, we're like, we're going to make a million movies. Ha 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 ha! Money in the bank. Yeah, let's let's and let's then they put, put out our the mummy starring Tom Cruise, <laughs> and they're like, "Sorry guys, or bad." Wrap up shop. Yeah. This is terrible. Right around when Johnny Depp became persona non grata, sure, like we don't want to touch sure, that. Sure. Yeah. So um yeah, I think looking forward to see what they do. You know, it's interesting seeing all these great horror movies coming out. Like um, and I'm looking forward to see what A Quiet Place 
uh, Day One does, as it's being led by Lupita Nyong'o. Another movie starring Lupita Nyong'o mm-hmm. is uh, Wakanda Forever, That's true. which we That's saw. Absolutely true. Yeah. Good segue. Nice and clean. <laughs> Nobody saw a stitch of thread in there. All right. So let's, let's get into Wakanda Forever. Hell yeah. Um, now, the, the, the main antagonist in this film... Yes. Um, good friend Namor. Namor, Namor, depending on who you are, because the movie they give him two names in this movie. <laughs> yeah, so white people call him <laughs> Namor, and brown people call him Namor. Well, I mean, the the Wakandans call him Namor, um, which I feel like is just like, a, oh yeah, we heard what you want to be called, but you know, in this in this particular moment, we're not friends. Okay. Well, yeah. listen, I'm, I'm pronouncing. Kulkulkan's name, <laughs> as he insists, yeah. and I'm calling him Namor. Namor. Okay. That is how he says it. And then it's like, everybody else in the movie just decided, that's not what we're calling you, because nope. that's not what everybody because who calls you in the comics... Nope. Like, that is, in our heads, time in we have called him Namor. Namor. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. So, so, your Namor story. Right. Namor, sorry. So, quick thing. Mm-hmm. Namor, Namor, or Namor, as a character... It's been around really long. Yeah. Since like the 1940s. Like right after Captain America World War II. That's mm-hmm. how long he's been around. He's never been as successful. But he had like a brief period. I'd say in like the early 1940s, 50s. Where he was an extremely popular character. First appearance was uh, Marvel Comics number one. Yeah. October 1939. There we go. Yep. So kids of the 40s, 50s. Really loved his character. He was very, very popular. Mm. He was sort of an indescript white dude who lived on the water, right? He is the king of Atlantis in Marvel Comics. Yeah. Uh, Very similar to... Our good friend Aquaman. Aquaman. Right. Yeah. So, he actually predates Aquaman. So, DC actually copied him to Mm -hmm. make their own version called Aquaman. And we should say, for people who don't, like... I mean, right... When you're inundated in the, the... you know, the Marvel and the DC movies right now, you're probably going to pick up on how certain characters are alike. Yeah. But in comics, they do it all, all the time. All the time, yeah. If, if somebody makes a popular character that does A yeah. in Marvel or DC, mm-hmm. the other rival company will come up with a character that does B. And it's, it's, it's just how it goes. extremely blatant sometimes. Absolutely. Like, you've got uh, Slade Wilson and Wade Wilson. Yes. Almost identical character designs. Yep. Deadpool and... <laughs> What's his name? It was a Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yeah, Deadpool Death, and Deathstroke. Deathstroke. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Black Cat and Catwoman. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> These things are very blatant. Anyway, yeah. whatever. You know, no copyrights. Who's to hold you? Yeah. Do you think, guys? Um, outside of the, the, the name recognition that Aquaman has and him being buddies with Superman, which obviously is going to put him in people's faces, yeah. Yeah. Namor is a hard look to convince <laughs> people on. Yes. And... That's okay. Let's start there about this movie. Um, Tena Cuerto, mm-hmm. I think one it, one of the best Incredible MCU guy. antagonists. Um, two, I think just out one of the best like in any superhero movie portrayals out the gate introductions of a character. Of a bad guy, yeah. I th- not even a bad guy. Of okay, even okay, okay, some dude, yeah. all characters, like just including the the introduction of because the I mean Black Panther has a great introduction in Civil War where he just you mm-hmm. know comes on the scene and he's Black Panther, um, and it's Chadwick Boseman. But like Tena Cuerta coming into this movie, um, the first thing you see him do is he he you know he shows how badass he is. Yeah. He shows how strong he is, and he we, you don't even see his face or anything. He's just this kind of like figure Shadow in the darkness. Figure, yeah. 
Um, and I, I was talking to a friend of mine after we watched the movie, and the, as the movie goes on, you're you're seeing more of his character, but also literally seeing more of his face. So mm. so the more you the the the, the first two times you see him he's in the dark he's in the dark and it get it gets progressively you know um better lit <laughs> um and and you're getting more of an idea of who this guy is and what his you know his motivations are uh, and the I third th- time you see him is in a cave yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. but but it's it's okay. it's on his home turf That's and it's like he's got you know our our you know he's got his his underwater light show going on mm-hmm. um but yeah i was really impressed with with his performance um i I thought it was interesting the massive deviations that they did from the comics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people seem to be loving it. Um, of course, I'm not really subscribed to the types of people that would not like yeah. the changes. Yeah. Um, anybody who has a problem with... Also, somebody just did an Aquaman movie three years ago. Yeah. So Speaking like, of James Wan. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they're like, okay, well... We, we could have used that as a segue. Anyway, whatever. Big dummy, you. <laughs> you big dummy. Because <laughs> I'm the only one here, right? No, I already said, hey, let's do a segue on Quiet Place. I'll have you know. Yeah, but then I had another we should, story. We should keep All our right. infighting on the, on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. So, somebody just did an Aquaman movie the yeah. other day. So, Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, mm-hmm. very wisely was like, we need a completely different take yeah. on my underwater villain. Yeah. So, so he, he can't very be- wisely yeah. was like, Namor has historically been like, a spicy white-looking mm-hmm. gentleman in, in, in the comics. <laughs> so they're like, "Huh, what can we do with that? What would be an interesting what, what's way a to spicy go? white? Is that like uh, uh, an Irishman and an Italian? Oh, no, <laughs> Irishman is a boiled white. <laughs> a spicy white is somebody from Spain, mm-hmm. Chile, Argentina. Yeah, like you, you, you got that racism in you, but you also look. You can also pass, right? If you. If you yeah, Nobody yeah. will trouble you down south. Right, 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 right. That's a spicy white. But he's he's also you use you know flavors in your food. That's, <laughs> that's what a spicy white. Um. So, uh, Tena Cuerta, he he he's been on the you know the award circuit, not the award circuit, the um Spanish campaigning show. for this movie, yeah. and he was talking about he, he, he's kind of half these he's not half these he's a half famous kind of Mexican actor. Yeah, and he has literal like Aztec roots, like his family is indigenous. Right. So yeah, he was you know extremely unknown <laughs> to most people. Yeah, and, and um, like let's let's pluck this actual indigenous actors to portray these people, and let's put them in one of the largest movies mm-hmm. <laughs> ever made. And, and it, it was a risk, and it paid off. And he's he's also been talking about um, uh, playing a or not playing a, but being a dark skinned Latino man. man. Yep. And um, play being on the big screen in a movie like this because as and I didn't know this and I don't even know how true it is because I don't watch Mexican television. It is true. <laughs> but what he, you're gonna say is true. Yeah. So he's been saying that um, when you watch Mexican TV and Mexican film and everything, it's very light. Yeah. It's 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 practical as he puts it. I think he put it as Scandinavian. Yeah. And he says, like, what are all these Scandinavians doing playing yeah. Mexicans? Uh, yeah. You know, and most they, soap operas or telenovelas. Mm-hmm. Some very light-skinned folks right. walking around in those shows. Yeah, so so it, I I really appreciated you know him being in this movie, and I was really I just really loved his performance in it. So also, Mexico Twitter is very upset that he was loading them up. I heard that too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. Um, but yeah, so so they they bring the roots of of Namor to be more uh, Aztec, yeah, Mesoamerican kind mm-hmm. of culturally enshrined into mm-hmm. into that. Um, and it, it gives 
the the story of the Talokans more depth. Yeah, you know. more emphasis. Yeah. Right. Or interest, I should say. Um, anyway, so, so that's that character that I really like. But just to get into the story of this movie a bit. Which you've all seen by this point. Yeah. Um, Everyone... In Jamaica and most of the world, I assume has seen Black Panther. Do are we going long. to are we going to spoil? Absolutely it? not. We're yeah yeah we're going to spoil it. Yeah, like okay. No, you should have fucking watched it. it yeah, your duty as a black person <laughs> to watch this movie. I'm sorry, that's that's the them's the rule. Well, yeah, all right. If you if you haven't if you haven't seen it and you'd like to come back to this podcast and and listen to this, then by all means do that. But I'll it's just in say theaters now. <laughs> it'll be in theaters for a while. Yep. Um, and I'll just say uh, I liked this movie a lot. Good movie. I thought it was good really movie. good. Please watch it. Yeah. I like the first one. Surprisingly emotional. I like the first I don't one. Think surprisingly, it's very emotional. It is very emotional. Do not expect the first movie if it's something completely different. The first one has its emotions as well, but this is basically just like we we have a a, a fallen hero to pay yeah, tribute to. to pay yeah. Um. So it's a little bit like you know you're we're we're all gathering for the for the wake of um. Chadwick Boseman. Well, Chadwick Boseman and and King T'Challa. Yeah. Um. I will just say I like the first one just a little bit more um, because I feel like that movie has less... And this was the concerns I had from last episode, mm -hmm. that this movie has so much going on in it that it's going... So, certain things are not going to feel as fleshed out. Um, that said, nothing in this movie goes unresolved. And, oh no. and everything... It's a very complete movie. Yeah, it is very... Like, everything has its natural conclusion and it, it feels, you know, organic... It's just certain things in it feel a bit not rushed, but this uh, this movie it takes place in universe, I guess, six years or so after the first movie, um, because the after the five years that T'Challa mm -hmm. was snapped away, one year later after that, um, he has passed away. The kingdom of Wakanda is without its Black Panther, and his mother, Queen Raimunda has stepped into the... Take the, a lead, top the, political position. Right. So she is the, the lead in the movie. Or not the lead in the movie, but... She's the queen. She's of, the queen of, of Wakanda. Wakanda. Um, interesting parallel is to, to the first one. Um, right after... when Because when, when, there's a, a scene early on when she's addressing the... Is it the UN that she's addressing? She's addressing the nations of the world yeah. in this kind of a forum. Mm -hmm. um, and they make this big show of like, you know... Our king may be dead, but you do not, do not want to step with us. us. Yeah. You know, we we will show you what for. Yeah. Like we're gonna we're gonna bring you. Because Black Panther dead, do not mean you can come up in our house. Right. Um, I really like that 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 beginning. It was a strong opening, and it was it was um right. But right before that, they really just the, the funeral. There's a whole funeral <laughs> for T'Challa. Um. I didn't, very classy. Yeah. It's good stuff, it was, guys. It was very emotional. I was already like, oh, okay, here we go. Like, yeah. It just started off like, okay, yep, 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 okay. And it sets the stage really well. So she's, she, she, as she gets back to Wakanda from delivering that big speech and everything, there's a, a, you know, she's sitting on the ship and there's a new story playing in the background talking about uh, um, T'Challa's passing mm -hmm. and how she becomes, she's now the, the queen. Starts, and yeah. in the first movie, T'Challa is sitting in the ship, the ship yeah. and he's hearing on the news about his father passing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the, the, there's a, you know, it's not doing the same movie again, yeah. but it's that... It's a mirror image. Right, yeah. yeah. And the same way the first movie starts with a young boy on a basketball court, mm -hmm. and the last movie, and it ends with a young boy on a basketball right, court. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Ryan Coogler, he loves, loves mirror images. He likes that. Um, so I really appreciated that. It was like a nice, you know, it was, to me, it was like, 
he he loves the first movie. He loves what he made in that movie, and this movie honors that really well. I think the characters from the first movie, um, that's where this movie's best material is, mm-hmm. because it's those characters. They are already established and can come in. There, well, yeah, and and he he Ryan Coogler is he's developing them in a way that makes sense for what's going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. So everyone in this movie is grieving, but they're also they're dealing with their new situation mm-hmm. in the kingdom. Um, these new threats that are are coming up from under the sea mm-hmm. and from across the border and you know from those those um damn whites out there in the US. Those Caucasians. Yeah. Um each one of those returning characters, whenever they were on screen, I was like, I'm I just feel like I'm spoiled. Like these have, were already great characters. And the material that they're getting, like these these actors are so involved into these characters. They are they're delivering some really great stuff. Um, my favorite return was our good friend. Who are you going to say? Our great friend Mbaku. Mbaku. Our great friend Mbaku. And that and he worried me because he's absolutely not. I was like, he's gonna knock it out of the park. I bet you. Watch. I just because he the, the, they do this sometimes with those fan favorite characters. Like I think oh, um, they put so much icing on the cake. Korg <laughs> in in Love and Thunder. Sure. Sure. Like I liked him in Ragnarok, but I did not need him to be what he was in Love and Thunder, which sure. was essentially just like an app where you press a button and, and it's just it's also a joke, yeah. yeah. Mbaku in this is like he cool with everybody, but at the same time he will point out when he thinks y'all are doing some foolishness. Okay, but here's the thing. So the first what fifteen twenty minutes are grieving. Mm-hmm. It like it's grieving, and then like an action scene where Ramonda says, "Do not fuck with us." Mm-hmm. And grieving and setting the stakes. The, yes. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, this movie is all very serious. And then my good friend Umbaku mm-hmm. walks into that console room and he's just like, you bald headed demon, you. And then everyone starts <laughs> bursting out laughing. And then it's just a sigh of relief. Yeah. Okay, that's grieving done. Let's let's get into the movie. That's, yeah. He's, he, li- he literally breaks the tension of, of what the movie is. So, so Winston Duke, who um, is a, a, a Caribbean... Yeah. Um, which, you know, go us. He's also been tagged to play Marcus Garvey. I, yeah, which I'm, you know, sure, uh, sure. it's close enough. Sure. Um, Across the pond. I don't know. I, 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 uh, I, I'm not someone who nef- necessarily needs a Jamaican to play a Jamaican. I mean, there's pe- been people it who played. Help. It would help. <laughs> yeah, there's people who have, who have played Marcus Garvey in the past that haven't been Jamaican. Like, I think Jeff, Jeffrey Wright Jeffrey played Wright, him right. on Boardwalk Empire. And, you mm. know, I'm not going to get mad at Jeffrey Wright playing Marcus Garvey. Sure. Um, but yeah, so Winston Duke, he, he said that um, M'Baku's purpose in the movie is to be that, um, that, that little leak of pressure where yeah. it's just like you get a little, you know, it, the, the pot's about to bubble over and then you just... Psst, also you know? had the most fascinating character arc mm-hmm. in the movie, I would say. Like, um, he's this big, like, boisterous guy who's like, oh, I'm always right. And yeah. then... My good friend no more gives him one buff to the chest. Man. And boy, oh boy, that man humble and want peace and becomes the voice of reason. Because like he's, when he hears about Namor, Incredible. he's just like, oh, bring me the fish man. Bring me the fish man. I want to thump the fish man. Yeah. He come on my, on my river. Let one, me thump him. Something that I love in superhero movies is how they will uh, um, visually portray power dynamic. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the best things about... Um, the the movie Batman. No, 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 I was gonna say the Batman vs Superman movie. Um, when the good things about that movie. The, the, the one of the only good things. 
There's the scene the good thing where the the, the 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 scene the the first scene with the Batmobile, and there's a progression of what that mm-hmm. that vehicle is able to mm-hmm. trample. Mm-hmm. So it goes through um, like wood paneling. Yeah. Uh, it it goes through a cruise ship, like all of a brick wall. It goes through all these things, and it's knocking through them like they're cardboard. Mm-hmm. Superman shows up and it's like, it's like he, the 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 Batmobile does a three sixty spin yeah. and then it it lands and it explodes right. like that's just showing Superman in comparison to everything else Batman has had to deal mm-hmm. with. In this movie, there's a moment where uh, Umbaku is beating the ever loving fuck Shit. out of somebody yeah. with his big old stick. Yeah, he's beating up the the Talokan warriors. Yeah, warriors. and prior to this point, the Talokans have been shown as quite formidable because um, they live. Thousands of feet underwater. Right. Naturally, they do have to have extremely strong skin. Right. And to, they're to live there. They're kind of like um, super soldiers in a way. And but he's got this big stick, which is, must be coated in vibranium or something. Yeah, I assume. The so he's vibranium. knocking one of them talakans out like like they're nothing. And I'm like, this is. I mean, you've shown how strong these characters are, and this is kind of just a big stick. So. I guess this is a cool Mbako uh, scene. Yeah, Mbako is both a big man who carries a big stick. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then right after that, he sees the fish man. Right. Takes his big stick. Like, I'm going to hit the fish man. Yeah. And knocks, knocks um, Namor in the back yeah. of the head. He Namor raises his elbow and breaks the, the stick. Namor doesn't flinch. He no. doesn't, doesn't yeah. do anything to yeah. him. And then he knocks Mbaku into next week. Yeah. <laughs> and then what I love about that is right after that, um, well, not right after, but later on, the, M'Baku describes Namor as being as strong as the Hulk. Yeah. Because in M'Baku's mind, you have to be as strong as the, the Hulk, Hulk to knock him back. Exactly. Uh, anyway, love everything with that character. Yeah. Um, but I, th- he, I think M'Baku is everyone's favorite character. I think I can humbly say that. Yeah. Or he, most people's favorite character. He also, um, he has his connection with, I would say, the main character of this movie, mm-hmm. um, with Shuri. I really loved how that was, that mm-hmm. dynamic was. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this big brother um, role. I, I see him almost as like a cousin, big cousin, big uncle. Kind yeah, of. like yeah. just this, this you she, know. She, she, she lost her big brother. Yeah, the yeah. Whole point, no so, so. But he comes as, as like a, a cousin almost. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So he's, he's like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to look out for you. You, right. know, you know, like, I ain't your brother, but I'm going to look out for you. Like he, he, he comes to her um, like, like out of the kindness of his heart. But also, he is very much a strict politician mm-hmm. where he's just like, listen, I, I'm sorry, I'm upset. Yeah. What are you going to do? Because what happens to my crew yeah. tribe is equal as important to right. me as a leader. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not a lunkhead. Like, no. he has strategy and he, he is one of the only people in this movie that says, hold your horses, let's think about let's this. Let's think about this. Yeah, do which, we have to fight him? Right. And but I also appreciated how he had this kind of respect for Shuri's character. Like he, he at the end of the day, it was he, her he, call. Yeah, he, no, he. That's the thing. That's the Mbaki is so fascinating. Because mm-hmm. a like so in the first movie, he shows up at the fight ceremony, and you're like, oh, who's this big, strong, long head? Right. right. And you're like, he's like this, this. You're giving your technology to this girl who does not respect tradition. Yeah, and yeah. this big long head, and you're like, oh, I hope T'Challa beats him up. Yeah, and then he, you know, fucks off back to the mountains, mm. and you're like, well, I guess that that guy was just there for thing. And then he comes back, and you see him ruling mm-hmm. on his chair, and you're like, oh, this guy is phenomenally funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're like, whoa, this guy is such an he's, interesting dynamic. In this movie, he's of, scrolling into the the throne room, just chomping yeah, on a carrot. carrot. Yeah, yeah, like 
Bugs Bunny walking in there <laughs> and making like you know chaos. Yeah. So, so he, he, he's so fascinating because because in in a lesser movie mm-hmm. he would just be a lunkhead. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. a in a in lesser less gifted hands yeah. he'd just be a lunkhead like one scene lunkhead no further character development. Yeah. But you're literally seeing like. No, no, he comes off as this big boisterous guy because he is completely traditionalist mm-hmm. and he just wants his mountain people, Jabari tribe, to be fine. Mm-hmm. But he is also smart and caring yeah. and joking. But at the end of the day, it is my people, it is my tribe I am. Yeah, he he, he's got leader. a soul that, yeah. that is, you know, it's, it's about the, the people that he's looking after. And that's a theme throughout the movie mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, as, as they are grieving the loss of, their their leader who made his whole life about protecting his people. Mm-hmm. You've got several characters in this movie who are acting in the interests of the the you know people their people, for. their community. Yeah, so you've got um, Umbaku doing that um, for, the uh, for the Jabari. Namor is doing that for the, the Talakans. Mm-hmm. Shuri is doing that for the Wakandans. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, um, uh, okay, I would posit that. Queen Ramondo yeah. is doing that for the good of all Wakanda yeah, as, okay. as new head of council. Yeah. Shuri doesn't know it. Shuri, Shuri is... Shuri's quite lost in the movie. Sh- yeah, Shuri is at that point of grief mm-hmm. where like, she lost her brother and she feels completely frigged. Yeah. She, she do- remember, she doesn't... Keep in mind, she doesn't want anything to do with the council or even running Wakanda in the first place. Yeah. Her whole thing was, no, I want to sit on in my lab and make shit. Yeah. That's all I really want to do, and maybe have fun. And then her brother dies, and she's just like, "I don't want to do anything. I'm just gonna bury myself in my work. I don't want to talk to anybody. Stop inviting me. Out. Stop. Do- I don't want to do anything." <laughs> and that's the stage of grief, where you just yeah. like you just bury yourself in your hobby. Mm-hmm. You're like this thing that makes me happy. I don't want to do anything else else in the. I don't want to deal with any real world problems. But I also liked how complicated that was because that same hobby that she had, that was what she was known for. She was known for being the person who could invent anything. Mm-hmm. And the, that was her, she attempted to save her brother's life, wasn't able to do that with this thing that was supposed to be her thing. Yeah. So it's kind of like she's, she's so, throwing herself into this, but as she's, as she's working on her projects in the back of her mind, she's like, Oh, well this was successful. Too bad. I couldn't have saved the life of the person that was most so, important to me. So, okay. So uh, a very real world tangent with the movie is mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman, who died of cancer, who was essentially diagnosed with it in like 2015, mm-hmm. 2016. He basically, him and his family just kept that to themselves. No one knew about it. Yeah. Just him and his family. Just very like, I'm not going to burden that to anybody. I'm just going to, you know, hope I get better and keep on working. So that's what he does. So when he died, you have to understand everyone who's working on this movie. Was completely shocked. Mm-hmm. No one knew anything about it. Mm-hmm. it. Just his family just quietly announced it when he died. Now in the movie, it's one offline. Mm-hmm. But it's extremely similar to what happened. Yeah, T'Challa was suffering from some disease. Mm-hmm. He seemed to have been working on it with um, Nakia. Yeah, by himself, and he didn't want to burden his family. Possibly because in story, mm-hmm. a lot is happening in Wakanda, and he mm-hmm. doesn't want this all of a sudden burden his family. with Oh, I'm also sick. Right. So Shuri learns too late yeah. about what is happening with it, and he's too far gone in his disease for for her to do anything, for her about, to do anything it, yeah. about it. So yeah. it, it's not like you find you or you find out about your cancer early. Yeah, you can work on it. It's like no, no, very late stage. What has happened has happened. There's no stopping it now. Yeah, and that is essentially the real world tangent that yeah. Shuri's dealing with. 
her brother didn't want to burden her with what is happening and she feels complete guilt because if she had known, mm-hmm. she thinks she could have saved him. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the problem she's dealing with. And Letitia Wright, I think she serves that really well. I think like yeah. she, um, there's, there's, there's a, I mean, she's funny in the movie like she was in the first movie, but it's that kind of thing where like, you know, after she's, she's had her laugh, Right after that, for the next few scenes, she's kind of like sullen. You can it. I got the sense watching her, like, oh, I can see how this character is like constantly thinking about this. You know, she's not verbalizing it right now, yeah. but the the grief is present on her. Okay, um, so, like, so if you're if you're like a person with like a very silly sense of humor, yeah, and you're also crack, cracking jokes, and something very sad does happen to you, yeah, you don't necessarily stop cracking jokes, yeah. You almost sometimes double down on it, yeah, 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 because you're like, well, if I keep on joking, I'll never have to think about it. So there's a great push and pull between like, well, she's still a fun person, and mm-hmm. like when she meets up with Riri Williams, also an inventor, mm-hmm. that is like, oh, it's such a sp- like, it's so great to uh, see another uh, person kind of like me, and also you know, sim- young kind of looked over, looked over by her family, yeah, yeah. yeah. So sh- sh- she gets that spark. But then whenever it's she's pushed into the corner by the other Wakandans, mm-hmm. we're like, no, no, you have to, your responsibilities. Right. She shrugs that off. She's like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Because that reminds her of her brother. So right, it's right, a right. perfect pull where you're like, she wants to just dig herself into her technology and, and crack jokes with her new friends. Mm-hmm. And every time Queen Ramonda comes in, she's like, sure, you know, you have, it's like, I do not want to deal yeah. with. Not only, not only is it, is it your mom. Yeah. But it's it's your queen, so it's like the duty yeah. of a nation, but also yeah. the duty of a daughter in this family who has lost somebody. Yeah, like it's a, it's an incredibly difficult position it's a to very be. Very complicated in. position. Yeah, um, but so on that, the humor in the movie. There are very funny scenes in this movie. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of very sad scenes in this movie. Yes, I think it's very well balanced. Like Absolutely. tonally, I was, Absolutely. there was never a moment where I was like, this moment of humor feels doesn't weird. work. Feels weird. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. is like, it's character influenced. It's not, it's not wacky. It's not slapstick. Yeah, not I mean, there is a little bit of slapstick when you see um, Umbaku get knocked away, right. but that has a purpose as well. Yeah. It's um, literally his character journey. Right. Yeah. To be knocked out and <laughs> it, it's literally somebody buff your chest and you're like, ah, oh, maybe I should be a humble youth. Maybe yeah. Ex- yeah. Fight. That's Which literally. Umbaku needs a little bit at that, at that moment in the film. Um, all right, you mentioned Riri Williams, um, character that I am very happy to see on yeah, screen. Yeah, um, I great. think she's got some very cool scenes. I was talking to my brother about this, but hate the suit, love the character. <laughs> all right, so she's got like an Iron Man parallel in this sure. movie. <laughs> yep. You got an Iron Man suit. Say. You gotta you gotta fly up into the sky as yeah. high as you can. Yeah, and then you, you gotta got, you got a tinker who loves working by herself. Yeah. Yeah, but but you know, so she she goes all what the way. Iron up. Man was broke. That is the question. <laughs> that is the question. Yeah, junkyard. I mean, look, theory. what if Tony Stark didn't have to build it, or like you know, he builds it in a cave in the first film, yeah. right? But what if like when he gets out, he still is just working with scraps? Exactly. Yeah. So that's her. She's kind of you know putting together t- like she should have exploded, you know, by by any right without her brilliance. This there yeah. are. Hundreds of people in the MCU who have thought to themselves, I'm going to put together yeah, my Iron, Iron Man, Man suit, suit and boom. die off screen. Yeah. <laughs> she manages to actually get one going. In Iron Man 2, like, most Middle Eastern countries are trying to work on Iron Billionaire, Man Billionaire um, uh, Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer cannot crack. Snaps a guy's spine, spine trying yeah. to build one. Yeah. yeah. So it's not the easiest thing to do to yeah. build an Iron Man suit, but this 
what, like, 19-year-old yeah. manages to do it. Yeah, this first-year MIT student. Yeah. Um, and, you know, MCU... Also, she created a machine that can detect vibranium. Yeah. I think no other person other than the Wakandans have done. And, and, you know, something that once that machine gets destroyed, um, she's the only person... Who can put it back together. Right. Which, you know, uh, I guess I'll take that. That's kind of just, you know, this is a bit... It, it's, it's for the plot. Um... There are that's, no schematics. That's the, that's the one niggling thing where I'm just like, okay, so she builds this for her MIT project right. for class. Mm-hmm. She presumably submits it to her class. Right. They take the machine. Yeah. But the, the teacher does not want to see no. the schematics Mm-mm. of how she built it. That's that's the one. Like if you were to pick and apart, then, and then if what? you were to pick apart <laughs> the logistics of this movie about yeah. underwater Aztec people, right? <laughs> that's the one niggling thing. We're like, no, that teacher would have. There would at least be like, there's some working out. Any yeah. math problem you do in class, Absolutely. you gotta show the working. Absolutely. But then it's also the the teacher just had this in his his um his room, like in his right. his office, and then the CIA and so he just heard about it or like came and took it. Push, took it, and and like, they didn't have backups. This is the CIA. Like, yeah, that's some like, sloppy work. Right. And they're like, we, we, we burnt the one copy. I'm like, sorry. All right. Okay. CIA. Jenkins, did you put this to print? <laughs> like, that's, that, that's what happened. That's the what. CIA comes in and is like, all right, so we got this vibranium tracking device, yeah, boss. The most important machine we've ever... <laughs> and the boss is like, great. Good job, guys. Do we have a backup? Like, listen, okay, yeah. we don't need that. No. All right. This is... Don't what's going to happen? Oh, well, put it out to sea. <laughs> Listen, that's the one log- yeah. logical narrative jump, but also far greater logical leaps have happened in movies. Absolutely. Whatever. I'll take it. I'm like, I'm fine with it. Whatever. So she's, she's, they, that is why the character is important. The Wakandans want to protect her. Namor wants to kill her dead. Um, uh, 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 <laughs> spoilers, my good friend um, N'Jaku, N'Jaka, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Um, Killmonger, right. says... She's a member of the Lost Tribe, which I think is which I thought yeah. was a very lovely sentiment. Yeah. That's why she cares about her. Yeah. She's like, A, she's very smart. B, she's part of the Lost Tribe. I, I, and, sh- and Shuri very much is interested in things outside of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. But because of the way of her life, she cannot really interact with it. And so I thought much. that they, they did that well, where they showed why they would want to keep Riri Williams alive. Because you would think, they, this is a, a, a nation, and they have a very... Um, um, not reliable, valuable resource Mm -hmm. that they want to keep protected. Okay, all of a sudden, here's somebody that is aiding other nations in tracking down this resource. Well, not the terminology, but yeah. Yeah. And when they find out, they're like, all right, well, dead, assassinated. That's just what what would do. But, um, you know, they take a little bit more of an empathetic approach, which I think is the whole purpose of this this franchise and and these characters, is that they are meant to be that Wakanda is meant to be better. Like they're meant to be a, a nation that can that has the resources to do better, and yeah. and they are willing to do that in the way that they approach these issues. So that's why they they take a more diplomatic approach. There is such a fascinating implied history, yeah, of Wakanda mm. because they are rightfully should be the most xenophobic country on the planet. Mm-hmm. They have been around the longest. They have the most precious resource. Mm-hmm. And they've watched all throughout history as all countries around them are colonized and destroyed and cultures draped, pillaged, just yeah. massacred. 
So rightfully, they should be like, and and they we're are not letting in anybody. Yeah, we don't. Let, uh, the the border tribe in the first one is just like, if we let in immigrants, they're gonna bring their problems. and yeah. more people are gonna follow them, and we're gonna have to deal with that. Yeah, the and, first and, and, and movie, like, I, I, I almost fully get that yeah. from that point of view. And they're just, they're just like, you know what? No matter what happens, make the world burn around us. Yeah, Wakanda forever. Wakanda states forever. And and I get that reasoning. Yeah, and the whole arc of the first movie mm-hmm. is T'Challa realizing. It is really fucked up. We are leaving yep. our own people out there to yep. die. I can no longer stand for that. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the moment in this movie that in, in in the first movie that I thought I wanted something like that for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get into that a little bit later. And and for that one aspect of the movie that I think is probably the weakest. But that moment where T'Challa is in front of his ancestors and he's he's literally saying it's to them, them off. you guys are wrong for this. You pieces of shit. And and, and <laughs> in that moment he is Father, agno- you watched Nelson Mandela rot <laughs> in a in a cage. Yeah. Like he he is is um acknowledging the point that um uh, Killmonger is making. And he's reconciling that with the way that... is the only bad guy who had an actual emotional effect on the hero character. Right. And, and the, the Im- implication at the end of that movie is they're going to be more uh, uh, accommodating and, and helpful yeah. to the nations out there. Yeah. And, which and, is, and, and, and I like the fact that they specifically like, we're going to help poor black countries. Right. We're not going to help like, Yeah, they're, they're doing more, more outreach kind of thing. So I definitely can see why they would... Um, not wanted to just kill Riri Williams, but also Shuri has that connection with her she, she, yeah. that they establish really she, she well. She sees her as a younger sister, yeah. and she sees her as kinfolk like her. Yeah, so I like I like Riri Williams' inclusion in the movie, and I like what they do with that 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 character's purpose for the film. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt a little bit like I I'm getting just snippets of this character. So like when mm-hmm. she when she joins up with the final battle, it it, it is. <laughs> In, in in no short order, extremely, hey, look at Peter Parker in Civil War. Except, all right, I said this yesterday to my brother, and I, at that point in Civil War, Peter Parker's been doing the Spider-Man thing a bit. Mm-hmm. Riri Williams has maybe done a few flights. Yeah. She's not, like, going toe-to-toe with right. super soldiers from under the water. Right. You know, and, and the whole time up to well, that no, point... Up to that point, Spider-Man has, what, technically only been stopping... What pickpockets or something? Yeah, but because he freaks out in the first movie when he, people arrive in a bank, he's like, oh, yeah. Are, yeah, yeah, so but he's but not, I, he's 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 dealing with very day to day, right? <laughs> and and crime. having to fight against you know vision is a bit of a leap, exactly. But uh, and and Riri Williams, Riri Williams is is robbing dumb white boys at MIT. That's 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 kind of his experience. Yeah, but she's <laughs> not she's not you know blasting lasers at people that can cut her head off. Like I just felt like. You know what? She, her joining she that fight. She very confidently dropped that drone onto those police cars with not yeah, a moment's that, hesitation. That's, that's true. But Maybe like, she's out there doing something. But that's the thing. I don't get that feeling about her character for her to join them. in. Like, at that point, I'm thinking she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm out of this. I just want to go home. I'm sorry I made this device. I was just kind of screwing around. It was just a but little bit of a leap. Also, if I am a young, smart black girl, and the princess of Wakanda comes up, it's just like, I'm sure hey, we're suit... gonna go on an adventure. Yeah, I'd be a worried, and then be like, no, I should help the Wakanda. I'm sure show. the suit was made of vibranium, and she was very protected yeah, and all that. Fair. But it just felt like a little bit of a leap, and I wanted a little bit more of this character, which I know I'm gonna get in that Ironheart series. Her TV show is for. I know that that's what it's for, but you know. It just one like I, I liked a lot of her just a little bit more would have put her over the edge of being you know fully realized in this particular movie. 
Um, the Talokans, I don't know anybody else's name. Atuma is the big dude. Yeah. And Namora is the... Is she the one? She's the one that has like Defenders. doubts. Like, like she's the one that's like, how could, you know, I, oh, yeah. I, I she, thought you she, were going to. She does. Yeah. She doesn't want anything yeah. to do. She, so you she, get. She, she's more staunch nationalist. Right. Than, than even Namor. So there's. No, no, no more. There's a little bit um to those characters. As you said, one of them is just kind of big. Uh, and yeah. I, I, I'm sure. Heard heard the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Atuma and, and Namora are doing one of my favorite things in action movies. Mm-hmm. When. Just the warriors, the 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 B side warriors are just a dude and a girl, yeah, <laughs> just ganging up like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in in the raid redemption. My favorite <laughs> thing is is the guy with the bat and the girl with the hammer. Right, you right, show right. up, you like you just clap. You are like I don't yeah, know what's yeah. going on, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they about to fuck some dudes up. Yeah, so when he when he comes up on the scene and he's he's taking the fight to um, uh, Akoya. Akoya, yeah, um, yeah, it's like, I was it's, genuinely worried. Yeah, yeah, because I was just like, oh, you know, Ryan is the kind of guy who would actually kill a character. Right, no. So we'll get, so to, we'll I was, get to that, too. I was kind too. of genuinely worried on yeah. the bridge scene. Um, but, so, I, I just felt like, um, you know, the, the Talokans felt more like, the, there's a, an idea of these people. It's not like in the first Black Panther where um, each character, you got a sense of who they were, their arc, their, their kind of, and I'm sure they're going to explore that later yeah, yeah. on. They had no time to... Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's way, there's way too much going on in this movie. More, yeah. um, and I think they... You know they do they do well in showing you Talakan as this. Um, you get the purpose of them and, and and their sense of identity. A reflection of Wakanda. Um, great, I think they did really well with that flashback um, mm-hmm. and showing their contempt. My, my, fa- my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah, 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 their contempt for the outside world. Yeah. Um, seeing the young Namor and and seeing his ruthlessness. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, um, so I've I've seen this movie twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it. The first time, let's say, not so well, <laughs> and then the second time, completely so well. Mm-hmm. And the second time I saw it, um, it's me and someone else, and we were like standing outside a sovereign, mm-hmm. like, arguing for like twenty minutes mm-hmm. about no more. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, "This guy has been around for so long. Yeah, like surely he's seen everything. He must know there is also good in the world." Uh, and, and my okay. counterpoint is, "Okay, from what we saw." Namor, he's born mm-hmm. uh, about, let's say, conservatively 80 years past, and he watches his mother pass away from oh, yeah. But you see his mother age mm-hmm. and die of old age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say, hypothetically, they live like regular humans, yeah, like yeah, yeah. 80 years old. Mm-hmm. You see her die. Eight years pass, he still looks like a five, six-year-old, mm-hmm. right? So now, eight years pass, you're living in this presumably beautiful underwater kingdom mm-hmm. where you are worshipped as a king soon to be a king god mm-hmm. because you live longer mm-hmm. so then you're you're you have all this this all this praise all this stuff whatever you're doing under there eight years pass your mother dies she begs you please take me to my homeland mm-hmm. right bury my homeland he comes out and the first thing he sees just yep. spain being spain being spain <laughs> right whipping folks whipping folks yeah complete listen i know we all hate the british mm-hmm. and for everything they've done rightfully so what we never, ever, ever discuss in pop culture mm-hmm. is the fact that Spain destroyed all of South America, mm-hmm. right? Yep. No one in South America should speak Spanish. <laughs> Think about that for a second. <laughs> Why do the people in South America speak all speak a language completely? For, anyway, well, yeah, from across the world. From, right. Yeah. Right. Just think about that for a brief yeah. second. Anyway, so now he comes out and he's after eight years of being a child god, he comes out and he sees like, oh... 
what the hell is going on here? Right, right, right. right. And then so he sees this and he's just like, you know what? Burn on this building. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're going to bury my mother. Um, all the Talakans go out there and start fucking shit up. Good for them. Yep. And then the priest says, uh, what is it? Uh, Nino Sinamor. Yeah. The child with a love. Yeah. What is this cursed flying child that comes up, right? Yep. So he does that. So now, so now just from that snippet, you can tell the first time he comes out, that's presumably the first time he comes out of the water. Mm-hmm. And he says like, oh, is this a surface world? Is this chaos and... Yeah. You know, all the peaceful love, happy kingdom. You, you, don't, you don't get two chances at a first impression. Right. Yeah. And then, and then so he's alive for what, 500 years yeah, after yeah. that? Yeah. Now, what's it, let, let's, let's, let's presume, like our good friend um, Patrick Wilson from Aquaman, mm-hmm. all he's really seen is more of the same. Yeah. And all the five, the God knows how many times he comes up to like check out stuff. Mm-hmm. And also pollution. Yeah. Pollution is pretty Pollution bad. Pollution is pretty bad to anybody who lives on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Throwing trash on my lawn. Right. So rightfully, uh, this is my argument. My friend was like, she was saying like, why doesn't he have more empathy? And I was like, <laughs> you are a god. Yeah. Have you read a book about Zeus? Or he, They don't really care empathy in is the not, first place. It's not their right? thing, man. They're, they're like ants beneath them. They mm. don't really care. So now when he gets up and he's just like, listen, I think just to be safe, seeing how they're literally poking into my yard with mm-hmm. the vibranium vinyl, just to be safe, let me just destroy all the surface world. Yeah. Just to be safe. <laughs> and, and, and Shuri, of course, lives on the surface world. So she's like, oh, well, maybe not. Maybe not. But you he's know. just like. All right, you no. guys are good, though. You, yeah. We're good with you guys. But like, let's do something. But also, if I am to attack the surface world, I know the only other person who would logically be able to fight me yeah. are you guys. Right. So I am a strategic god. Like, I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to have to kill my the first line of defense first yeah. before I Make no attack. mistake. If 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 it if it comes, you know, and, me... and I, I perfectly get his logic. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it is it, but he's he's a logical person. He he's very he's also an emotional person. He looks after King, his. He's a god of his people. Right, his people, you know, and people. The the he calls his his other his people his child. My child yeah. Everybody he comes in my, my child, child yeah. literally like a god. And I thought that that was such a great way to bring across Namor's. That says so much about his character. No, no, no. That but so much about it's it's also in the comics. Namor is probably the biggest dick yes. in Marvel comics. Yes. Like he he's, is, he's the most king character. He, he is stubborn. He yeah. is rude. He, he, tell he him shit. does, and he can back it up exactly. And but they gave him a reason to be like that exactly. in this movie. Yeah, it makes like, perfect sense why he's the way. And he's not like um, Killmonger, who I thought was a little bit one note. You yeah. know, he's he's just chip, I have a chip on my shoulder. Right, he's pure <laughs> aggression in that movie. It's earned and it it makes mm-hmm. sense. But in this movie, Namor, you can have a conversation with him. One of my favorite scenes in this movie, though, is when Raimonda, um, she goes to have a face-to-face with him. And um, she's like, what can we offer you? He's just like, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> I mean, we can talk, but yeah. you ain't got nothing you know, to give to me. You know how big the sea is? Everything <laughs> I need is under there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> nothing you can offer me is um, of any value. Yeah, so I thought, yeah, they, they definitely, I think Namor, as, a, as an antagonist in this movie, he has great motivation. Um and I didn't really care that I didn't know much about the individual Talokans because the movie has so much to cover. They're getting across the ideas they need to for that resolution at the end to have such a great impact. Also, like, like it's like, A, there's too much going on. Yeah. <laughs> and B, it's just like, 
like it's almost costume and character speaks to everything mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, so you yeah. can see like she shows up in that beautiful headdress mm-hmm. nobody else is wearing a headdress okay she must be very important right um the guy comes up as it, and he he has two fights with okay okay so he's like okay well clearly he's like their yeah. main fight because team. okay okoya is like you know the main general she can she's the best fighter in wakanda as, yeah as, as, as i've been said which let's talk about her character a bit mm-hmm. she um she gets very isolated in this movie mm-hmm. and she is the She's she's the spark that ignites I think the 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 scene of the movie that has the best performance um because yeah because she yep. she's got you know she it's a classic thing she has an idea of what she's supposed to do and and she you know acts on that she's thinking she's doing the best for her people mm-hmm. and she fucks up she has the hardest fall she fucks up royally mm-hmm. literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um and you know she is ostracized a bit and that that character i think my, out- my, my truly my only complaint is yeah. that when queen stripped her of her ranks mm-hmm. i think she should have delivered that full scene in in kosa the language uh-huh okay. i think she should have yeah, because she can speak it very well. Right, right, right. I think she should have. We should have had a complete emotional breakdown in. Right, right, right. In the so language. as you say that, so that's what I'm about to say. Um, I think Danai Guerrero. Yeah. Um, I think out of all of the characters in the movie, even Mbaku, she's the one that. When I'm watching her, I'm not thinking this is a person playing someone from Wakanda. Like she, the 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 character is so. Uh, such a loyalist to her country, and mm-hmm. she wants you know things to be good for her people and mm-hmm. everything. Doesn't and, care about anything else. Outside yeah, and and you know she's the one that uh, took the knife to her husband's throat, mm-hmm. and um, you know she uh, she has just she, she she had it the hardest in Black Panther yeah. one when it's just like well there's a new king you are loyal to the throne yeah. no matter who is on the throne right like she had the hardest and, <laughs> and I think. Um, Danai does such a good job with that character because I, mm-hmm. I just fully feel like, yo, I'm watching someone who has grown up in Wakanda, mm-hmm. been trained mm-hmm. in Wakanda, and, and has kind of just not been brainwashed, but has this deep love and, and sense of identity Passion. that is mm-hmm. just protecting Wakanda. Yeah. Like, that's her entire thing. Everybody else, you know, you, you've got um, Shuri, she's got her tech stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Nakia, she's she's like she wants to help people around the she's world. They've all got like yeah. you know their different side yeah. projects. This is her main thing. Her job okay, is her life. Is, no, I am the royal guard. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and I think um, she's through and through probably the, the the character that is or that the the performance that probably just by the nature of the character, but it just feels very much like almost like a documentary watching her yeah. in certain scenes. The, like, I, I, I do love her performance, mm-hmm. but I also feel like her arc was kind of missing a little bit. Mm. Because when, so when, when she's disbanded and she feels fucked up, and yeah. she rightfully should, I think a cuter scene is when Shuri builds her that new suit. Right. And she's just like, oh, what is this shit? I think, yeah. she, I think, I think and, he's, and she's like, listen, I'm a citizen. I'm a, I'm a citizen now. I'm not a soldier anymore. Right. I, th- I, th- I think... Rightfully, what should have happened is Shuri should have placed her hand on her shoulders. It's like, no, you're not. Mm. I am the queen now. I'm telling you, you are. But I think that would have been a nice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no. Yeah. You aren't. You are back now. Right. I, I, yeah. res- I, re- I restore your rank. Yeah. You know? I think that would have been. Yeah. Nice. I think. Yeah. I mean, I um, I got. I think I got that. That was what was. You know what going on in the scene, mm-hmm. but it would have just been a, like to to be put a put a bow on it. Yeah. To to play into her sense of loyalty and the mm-hmm. duty and mm-hmm. you know. The the 
she needs a royal decree. Like, yeah. let's have that. Make it official. Yeah. You know, um, if your if your life is the throne, then have the throne literally bless you. Right. Exactly. Give, literally, and it, and it would have been cute because it would have been Shuri accepting, accepting the traditional. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, let's talk about. Uh, I mean, she just she was served up scenery on a plate, and she chewed that shit up. Uh, Angela Bassett, man. Mm. From I mean, she introduces she the movie. She went to the buffet, didn't she? <laughs> introduces the movie with that great speech to the, the rest of the world. And, and then... its arms are doing 30% of the work <laughs> in that movie. Um, and she, like, in that scene, when she's, uh, uh, you know, giving Okoye the, the, the boot, and she's like, Okoye asks for a, a chance to speak. And there's a look on Angela Ballard's face, like, yeah, man, say something. Yeah. Go on, talk, no? Talk. Plead your case. And then she just tears into yeah, her. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, she rightfully balls. <laughs> it's 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 she a great balls. great scene. Both I feel like balls. it's one of those scenes that um when when you look up like that, a, that's the Oscar clip. <laughs> that's the Oscar clip. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You look up clips of um, best performances in MCU and that will be mm-hmm, that will be number mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's that and Loki um telling Odin that you never think of me as a son. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's um it's very and, uh, or the two best uh, monologues, I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I really liked her in this movie as well because she's also she gets to be very vulnerable, which mm-hmm. you don't really you don't really see that in the first film. She's mm-hmm. more like yeah, all stand for it. Yeah, um, and and you know, having this this um, position, she doesn't get to be, um, you know, pull take take the 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 crown off, mm-hmm. and and she literally does this in this mm-hmm. movie, and mm-hmm. she's talking to Shuri. Not as the the princess, but as her daughter. Like, right. yo, we we lost somebody. Yeah. Like, we need let's to deal with her. Let's deal with it. And and I, I, I think it was so cute that Queen Ramonda is like obviously you know, um, very traditional. Yeah, and loves her, and she's just like I felt the ancestors are, because maybe at some point she's even taken a herb. Maybe she had a stint as a. Black I mean, hey, I think I think right. So, so Angela Bassett's definitely taken the herb. In her <laughs> right, right. So you know, she knows it, it's it's like real shit, and yeah. sure to that point. She's being a complete technological millennial, right? When she's just like, "No, mama, mm-hmm. when you when you say, say you felt the chala, that was just like yeah, 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 of yeah. That is such a it, yeah millennial like, like atheist, generational disconnect, like a, like a, like atheist millennial kind of thought. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's so good to include that because yeah. she would rightfully be like, that. I did, I did that feel like she's dealing with it. I'm, I was talking to like my grandmother who who is um talking about like when when my grandfather visited her one night. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. yeah, well, you're just having some memories right there. Yeah. Uh, you're feeling a little way, but my father and my uncles, I've, I've heard right? Yeah, like, like we've had we people have had family members like that, and that was a really great moment to include of just that that dynamic, personal yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Um. So I thought she was really great. Uh. What else in this movie? Okay. So are you gonna go into Martin Freeman? <laughs> because okay. that's a that is a part of this movie that needs I, to be I, a, talked I, I, about. I don't want to talk about. <laughs> Okay, I have a final thought <laughs> Fine. On, on that, but let's not get into that right now. Uh, I want to talk about the first time I saw this movie when, let's say, I was perhaps under the influence of something. Mm-hmm. So halfway through the movie, when all this stress is going on, when all these emotions are running, yeah. Queen Ramonda goes to Haiti. Haiti? Haiti. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's this beautiful little school hallway surrounded by all these plants and flowers. Mm-hmm. And there's someone... Far off down the camera in a very lovely dress. You're like, who is this? That? Is that who I think it is? is that and uh, she says, Nakia. Mm-hmm. 
And Lupita Nyong'o turns around, and in the smartest camera edit in this movie, mm-hmm. her giant face right in the center. enters the center yep. of the screen. Now look. And the most euphoric calm <laughs> I've ever felt in my life comes over my body. And I completely slump in my seat and I'm relaxed. I'm not like, gonna say like God, Nakia is here. In that Lupita scene, is here. I feel great, man. They didn't play angelic music, right? That's not in the scene. It was it was silent. It was just her big yeah. movie star face yep. shining directly at you from the screen. Things are gonna and be it okay. And yeah. calm. But I felt as though I heard like a harp playing in the distance. No, that's just what happens that when, was you the... look, when you look at Lupita Nyong'o. <laughs> I mean, it was just like... That's just what happens when you look Man, at what a shot. And it's, it's so simple, but like, yeah. it just works. It's really pulled off. It, also... It, 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 it is like cinema. It, 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 it is, it is, no, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> to God. It is just like, when, when you speak of old-time cinema, like yeah. Humphrey Bogart enters yeah, yeah, yeah. scene... You look at that face, you're just like, that's a fucking star. Yeah. Like, whatever he says, I believe it. You know? And that's what Levita, like, whatever happens now, I'm calm and I believe her and I take her at her work. Yeah. I, I also... That, that, um, is, that is almost the scene to me in this movie where I'm just like... <sighs> like, it, it's, it's the movie star scene. Cause yeah. Because you're just like, you see her and you're like, I did not realize how much I missed seeing her. And it's, it's, it's like a lot has been going on in the movie where yeah. you're not necessarily asking for Nakia, the character, because... Yeah. The movie feels a little bit, you know, chaotic. Right. And and Raimundo as the queen yep. going herself to look for this person. Exactly. You're like, okay, well, stakes have been raised very, very high. Yeah. And then when at, you at this point, um, you know, Okoye has been stripped. Mm-hmm. Shuri and Riri have been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. They're all still dealing with with T'Challa passing. It's all chaos. Namor looks like a, a he could just ruin, ruin everything. Every, right. And you're you know, like, you've got the Talokans coming in on a blue whale. Exactly. You know, like. Things are bad. What is happening yeah. right now? And then she goes to Haiti, and you're like, "What's she doing in Haiti?" Yeah, and because c- you're like, "Oh, it's great to say Haiti." This because it's a, yeah. it's a establishing. They're like, "Okay, they're they're in Haiti. The mm-hmm. Wakandans are in Haiti. They got stuff going here. That's great." Yeah, and then Lupita shows up. And you're like, "Yep, <sighs> all right, we got a chance. <laughs> yeah. We might we might make Sandra, it through this. <laughs> she's going to do something." Um, and and she of course that. All right, so I'm going to talk about a few things that surprised me a lot in this movie and why I like them so much. Um, so I did not expect to see Killmonger back in the capacity incredible, that we saw him. Karma, I thought, you know, people, there's been theories that, okay, maybe he survived the last movie, a last-ditch effort. I, 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 yeah, I, I heard, I accidentally read, like, three months ago, like, mm-hmm. oh, the plan is they're going to resurrect him. Like, yeah, gonna be the Black like, like somebody had some vibranium and they just put it right yeah, in the, that, yeah. that claw marking his chest right, and right, saved right. him. Um, which one would have just cheapened his character or completely yeah. ruined him, and also two would have been too much for this movie exactly. to have Killmonger back. Like although I would have loved to see him and Namor like face off a bit, that would have been entertaining. No, absolutely, they would not face off whatsoever. They would if, if they hypothetically restored Killmonger. He's a, he wants to do what? Great, let's join up. <laughs> <laughs> they would destroy America. That is true. The movie that would is be true. Killmonger and Namor destroy America. Yeah, but that w- the movie okay, so then I might have wanted to see a scene where Namor goes into a Wakandan prison, breaks out Killmonger, and then the two of them sure. are going, fi- you know, that, back that, to that, back. That's a that's a what if story. Yeah, sure. Put that in in yeah. uh, in your little animated series that sucks. Yeah. Um, hey, they had two good episodes. Come on. Yeah, now. not bad. They weren't bad. Um, okay. Yeah, but his him appearing as Shuri's ancestor, mm-hmm. I thought was 
kind of brilliant. Yeah. Um, you know, she in that moment literally manifest her rage. Yeah. Uh, the character who you you took the character with the biggest complaint about him was that he was just rage incarnate one note, and then you used that for the purposes of your movie. Oh, yeah. You've got a character here, Brilliant Shuri. Move, guys. Yeah, you've, Sh- Shuri, who is who at this point. By the way, okay, t- the balls to kill off um, Raymonda like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I I was like, yeah, well, she she was alive in the water. She saved Riri Williams. Like she's good, she's good, she's good, right? Nope, she's dead. Unlike other lesser Marvel movies, I'm mm-hmm. naming any names, mm-hmm. Black Panther, which I believe should be a completely separate entity at itself at this point, mm-hmm. is smart enough to know that, like, no, no, there are stakes. People can die. Yeah. They are not coming back. They are dead, dead. Yeah. And, and Even I... if we can hypothetically communicate with them in mm-hmm. the future, this character is gone. Yeah. And that is... Kind of something I miss in movies. Yeah. <laughs> Every it, time somebody gets stabbed in Marvel, like in even this movie happens, mm-hmm. when somebody gets stabbed and the audience goes, <gasps> and you get that emotional, like, oh my God, they're going to, and they're like, lol, no, he's actually, this this, yeah. this mortal wound is perfectly fine. Calm down, guys. Yeah. Which and happened in Love and Thunder. Yeah. When it was like, stop, stop pushing, stop pushing that button. I, I, I'm very upset when you guys push that button. You know, they've got, multiverses they've got time that's, travel that, that's another episode <laughs> no no I, but i'm just saying yeah. like marvel has set themselves up to the point where it is very easy for you to say okay death don't really matter it does not yeah you know death doesn't matter when they introduce time travel <laughs> um but to have to 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 make it feel as though it matters and to honor it in your film like that and and to have her give that performance i should have known then that she was going to bite the dust. And also, it makes yeah. such perfect sense for Shuri's arc in the movie. Mm-hmm. It very much mirrors T'Challa's arc Lizzie from Charlotte. Civil War mm-hmm. um, onto that black... Because the, the, the moment for Shuri is for her to denounce vengeance, mm-hmm. just as T'Challa did with um, Baron Zemo in, in Civil War, where he's right. like, vengeance is consuming the Avengers right now. I and cried. that is... Yeah. I literally cried in, in, <laughs> when, in, said, when she said that. Final in Wakanda Forever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Said that. Yeah, so it and because so because I, I think that is the best line of Civil War and maybe top five Marvel mm-hmm. written movie line. Yeah. Most, but it's uh, that Chadwick Boseman's delivery of that. Yeah, it's like well, yeah. pure. Yeah. That that's Hollywood right there. Right, that's that's right, that is movie. Right. That is cinema. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so to have Killmonger show up as this agent of 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 um rage in Shuri's story and to feed into like you feel yeah. as though. She's too far gone at that point. Right. And the movie follows through with that because yeah. she does say, let's kill these motherfuckers. Right. So, um, okay. So, if I may, yeah. I think it's A, completely brilliant mm-hmm. that Killmonger essentially looked like Scar from The Lion King <laughs> in his, and B, when Shuri is about to kill or strike the final blow to Namor, yeah. she sees her mother the exact way Simba saw Mufasa mm-hmm. out in the field, mm-hmm. in the clouds. I thought that was yeah, very cute. Mm-hmm. And I very much like that. But B, I think it is brilliant because Ryan, Ryan Kugler, when he's writing the first Black Panther, it is both a movie completely about T'Challa and completely about Killmonger. They are mm-hmm. equal protagonists, right. I would almost say. And, uh, it's almost more Killmonger's story. Yes, Yes, yeah. because he has 
the greater effect on the world. Yeah. It's like but it's he also completely changes the, the opening of that movie is is his, his uncle Ben origin story. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It, it is his father telling him a story of this magical land that. And also his father getting just murdered. Exactly. Yeah, right? that's his insight. That is his. Yeah. That's his. Um, in, 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 and I know, like he is almost right mm-hmm. in his vengeance. There are several superhero movies. That follow his arc yeah. to complete. Like no, no, you you're deserving of your revenge. Right. And so I I think so they are like equal protagonists. And so now, due to story elements and real life elements, you are now passing down the torch mm-hmm. to Letitia Wright Shuri. Right. I think it is so beautiful mm-hmm. that the he was smart enough to go well. She should become both protagonists. She should. Yeah. She should literally inherit the mantle, mm-hmm. but her reasoning, sh- why she's taking the mantle, should be from from T'Challa and, and Killmonger. And I liked. I liked him in, and, in and that. When, and, and, and when she yeah. came down in the suit to the to the council the first mm-hmm. time, and she took off the thing, and she had on the braids, and she's also wearing the gold and black suit that right. Killmonger was right, wearing, right, right, and she had right. on the braids. Yeah, I went. Oh God, mm-hmm. I'm watching a villain. Right, like there's, which is a my other complaint in the movie is there's like soaring superhero music because you have to make it look cool mm-hmm. but I'm like no I'm watching a villain they forming d- before they me. did kind of skew the score a bit because it's kind of like there's this electric guitar that comes in yeah yeah, it's, it's a new score yeah, yeah so it's like they've they've altered it a bit and it's 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 Shuri there's a a, a, a suspense there for her character because you're like I am I'm afraid of what's going to happen with this character, what's gonna what what is she okay, what's she gonna you, follow you, through you with? You can argue the guitar, yeah. but you know what <laughs> you know what takes it over the top and I'm like yeah. oh no, the, like okay, so 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 when I came on the movie, I'm pretty sure the first thing I like sent their voice in it. I sent only one voice note. Yeah. And it, it stands true. And this is gonna sound wildly inconsistent to every other podcast anybody's ever heard of me. <laughs> but I love when Black Panther Wakanda Forever is being a geopolitical high fantasy movie mm-hmm. about about fantasy about um, mythological societies mm-hmm. and what they have to do when threatened. Mm-hmm. I hated when it became a Marvel movie mm. and they have to do action scenes. Mm. I wish this is my hope for Marvel. Yeah, that they become brave enough in the future, and they have a high enough fan base. Yeah, that they will just start doing interesting stories about fantastical people yeah. that does not have to end in a big fight at the end. So because yeah. After, so after she lands and I'm like I'm like panicking because I'm like she's becoming evil. I'm seeing evil. I'm gonna see something. Yeah. It cuts to the battle scene mm-hmm. on the ship and she's she, this broke me when she said um Mbaye, Mbaye, and she, yeah. that broke me because the score is like ah this is great but like Umbaku, you should cut to us Umbaku's face. Like this is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are going to start an eternal war. Right. It is terrible what she's doing, but they are playing the soaring Marvel. Haha, we're going to fight music. Right. And I'm right. like, this is a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm like, to me, I'm like, Ran, is this the one studio note you got? Because you are playing this like yeah. this should be a terrible moment, but. Somebody is saying yeah. no, so no. This, this script is the wise and character movie. wise, it, it is supposed to be this moment of 
things have taken a dark terrible turn. turn. Yeah. She's there should be some terrible Imperial right. March esque things yes, going on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I get you. I get you. And but uh, and also that it looks and is that way. Yeah. But the music is displaying like, ha, ah, isn't this awesome, guys? And it's like, no. Yeah. This is I mean bad. Okay, so they're not they're not like it's not like a typical um, end of an Avengers movie where they're you know they're they're delivering quips left and right. Yeah. It, it's not There's that no, far um, gone. Good emotional catharsis. Right. Is what I want to say. Right. Yeah. E- even even in the first movie when they're having the big fight at the end, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I even get that because I'm like, they are xenophobic, and yes, some people would break off and want to go to war. Yeah. And 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 I want them to like stop the other ones. I yeah. get that. But this one is just like, no, I care about these two societies. Right. They're both. In the right, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, and uh, that's a good. The way that it was resolved is good, but like I yeah. do, I do agree with you in in connecting. That fight should have been like, it should have been bad music. It, well, it, <laughs> it should have been. It like should have been. It should have been, dark. It should have been Shuri showing a little bit more of of her her ruthlessness or her exactly, darkness, exactly. her her zero sum. Like we are not going to stand for any of these people. Yeah. Um. And you know, yes, I agree with you on that. That's kind of a a thing with especially with everything post phase uh, phase three's ending after Endgame. Post Endgame mm-hmm. has kind of been we would like to see we like the stories that are here, mm-hmm. not necessarily the way that they're getting concluded. So you know, one division mm-hmm. concludes in that very bombastic Marvel fashion. After before, but, the show. yeah, and prior to that point, it had been this really very great, interesting, interesting, innovative, and and yeah. um, you know. Um, and all of the TV series, really, um, with the exception of I think Loki, because Loki doesn't. Loki ends with a conversation about uh, destiny yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, the multiverse, yeah, yeah. and yeah. So that's I think that's the one where it kind of followed through, and it was it was it stayed true to the ideas it was building. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do have you know lots of big special effects in even, one of the even, earlier even episodes. Hawkeye should have been like home alone with Hawkeye. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. then yeah. they're like big fights. They're like, mm, not really, no, I don't. Want yeah, that. and and that and you know, M- I hate this this idea, but MCUifying the the kingpin in that show, I really, Ugh. really hated it. Ugh. Like he gets hit Ugh. by a car, Ugh. hit with an arrow, shot in the face, and he's fine after the Emmy award worthy performance. Yeah, in Daredevil too. Yeah, and anyway, whatever. Another. Yeah. Thing. So, but um, yeah. So the the MCU stuff does tend to go towards that and. I thought the the big battle on the boat was a little bit messy. It was kind of just like we've got a fight going on here. Yeah. The the real the, the good stuff I think was when it splintered off to Namor and Shuri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, on that beach. I, 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 okay, a better story would be Shuri wants to kill everyone, mm-hmm. and all the Wakandan cons is like absolutely not, mm-hmm. and she has to somehow get Namor by herself. Right, I, I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. Would almost have been better to have like a full on one on one, which would, I think would actually work with um, Shuri's, you know, being like, I don't, this is this doesn't matter to me. Like right. I, I care about to, yeah. getting, you know, revenge on this yeah, one guy for mine. You know, yeah. She, he, like, it would have been the almost a Tony Stark. I don't care. She, she killed my mom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. So we do have to talk about it. I'm sorry, but there's like half an hour of this movie. Uh-huh. That is, uh-huh. <laughs> it focuses on the whites, uh-huh. and um, you got Martin Freeman, our good, our good friend Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, <laughs> he he is full on Team Wakanda, which is great. Sure. 
um, and he is palling around with his his ex-wife, ex-wife yeah, yeah. Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, who you would have seen in the uh, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Yeah, a great comic book name. Not really <laughs> seeing her as me, a man. Valentina. She, she does not hit me. me as a Valentina de Allegra Fontaine. Like, um, she I, should I, be a a, a a a spicy Italian actress. <laughs> not not Julia Louise Dreyfus from Veep. I do like. Sorry, this doesn't fit. I like her kind of flippance about things. I like. There's a, that moment where Martin Freeman's like, you know, what What do you think the U.S. would do if we had vibranium? And she's just like, oh man, I dream, fucking wish. Dream, man. Yeah, dream. That of. that's the one moment where those scenes really work for me. Um, I did not like when they just said, oh well, those are uh, uh, okoye beads that you found. Well, we we put a bug on those. Mm-hmm. Oh, you put a bug on vibranium Radium? technology? Sure. How'd you figure that? You could barely track the stuff. Right. Um, but anyway, that's just, you know, he yeah. has to get caught movie she, stuff. Like, she, she's, oh, she's playing like, I want to say um, the Andy Circus role from the first one. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, no, no, we need a cartoonishly evil person to show up for a bit. Yeah, but, but like... even it, Andy Circus is playing like 40 chess <laughs> in some interesting <laughs> way with the character. Where I'm yeah, just like, I'm just not right. buying her. Like, she is staunch imperialist. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just here to team America. This and, so, but that's the but thing. It, it does not work with the vibe of the movie. For and reason. I don't think it's integrated enough in the rest of the movie. No. Because when it gets to that point where Martin Freeman, he's found out because he's been feeding information to the Toronto, Wakandans. Yeah. yeah. And he's found out and he, you know, he's putting the chains. That doesn't go anywhere with the main plot. It mm. gets resolved no. basically in a post credit scene. Yes. And I would have liked there to be a... Because the Wakandans find out that they are being tracked by the United States. That is a bigger deal. And they don't really do anything about that in a response. Yeah. And it doesn't really make sense with how the movie starts with Raymond saying, yo, do not step do not to us. us yeah. uh, and for, for her to hear, oh, you were in fact stepping to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. There's a lot going on. There's a fish man. Okay, we got to mm-hmm. deal with that. Mm-hmm. But also, I would have liked a moment where, where even at the end, if Shuri, in her role as this queen who um, understands the, the role of, you know, having a, a, an idea of how vengeance can play a part in how you're going to rule a kingdom mm-hmm. and showing that, that show of strength, um, I would have liked if there was a moment where have, have Martin Freeman get rescued and shit. Mm-hmm. Bring him back to Wakanda and have uh, her say to him, we ain't forget about that. Like, because I feel as though... They... The, the movies are up enough. No, I, I get that. I get it. I know. But what I feel like is Namor posits this idea like if we do not fuck with them, they are going to fuck with us. They have already shown it. Yes. And there's not really an acknowledgement of that idea the same way that T'Challa acknowledges the idea of Killmonger in the first movie. Mm-hmm. There's not really a moment where the Wakandans go, Namor, we, we, we don't want you to kill a teenager, mm-hmm. but also we get you. Like, mm-hmm. we got to protect this shit. Yeah. Uh, I would have appreciated that a bit more. And it also would have made that they need to vilify the United States. Or they need to vilify... The movies are very afraid to say the yes. thing that they've been pandering to for the past two movies, yeah. which is CIA interference mm-hmm. with African and brown countries will often result in destabilization. And yeah. that's what the first movie is about. The CIA trains this person and he's just like, oh, I know how to destabilize this nation. Right. So Killmonger attacks Wakanda 
literally doing a power transfer. Right. And that's what frigs it up. But this next movie is they're literally inter inter they're literally looking into resorts key resources of a country mm-hmm. that freaks out another nation mm-hmm. and the two nations go to fight. That's right. literally what the two movies are about. Yeah. Logistically Rand Coogler is leading to a movie or a, a, a trilogy mm-hmm. that is we need to just destroy the CIA. Yep. That is what these movies are leading to. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like they're committing to no, that. No, because I understand you why. You work for the Disney Corporation, <laughs> which is a subsidiary. I'm sorry, of the military industrial complex I under- of America. Yes. And that's what frustrated me. That's what frustrated you're me about the movie. It. it felt like you're you're tapping on this door and I'm like, yeah, boss it down already. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's what frustrated me the most about it um and there's there's a few scenes where they hint at it the most where like there's um the scene where martin freeman and julia Louis dreyfus are talking with the other cia folk and one of them suggests uh taking that aggressive action mm-hmm. and martin freeman looks all kind of shocked first of like, all let's establish this guy's history a bit like he he's been trained in this in this shit he's he got what a, he's doing he's a shady path he's got a shady oh, path he works for the cia right you know he is not the the you know as, white as, knight as much as we love martin freeman yeah. he works for the cia yeah he is buying vibranium mm-hmm. from um uh, Cir- Andy Serkis Claw, yeah. Claw in mm-hmm. the first movie yeah. he's buying a chunk of vibranium yeah. that's what he's up to right N- not not further investigated the fact that he's buying it and I get it he, he shot down a plane in the first Black Panther sure. and you know that was helpful mm-hmm. right because it stopped an international war fine <laughs> but you know this guy they need they need to come to terms with his past and he needs yep. to have a bit more of that character yep. that goes yeah, you know what? I did that, and my redemption is how I'm going to help Wakanda in this conflict with this ideological conflict with the U.S. Um, I get that they showed his loyalty, but I need the Wakandans to be like, "Yo, own up for what you did in the past." Right. No, they did the some shit. Exactly. Um, so that's probably my main he, complaint. W- to the when, movie. when Killmonger plays, like, oh, that's Killmonger. Like, like he's like, oh, that guy I probably helped train. Right. Or I've seen several times in the yeah, past. Yeah, we've had oh, coffee. It's him. You yeah. know. Yeah, he's he, like, oh yeah, him. He 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 went. To, he's he's done stuff in Libya. He's mm-hmm. done stuff in Afghanistan. I'm very he, familiar he, with his he work. Just starts listing off his name because you're like, oh well, okay, not gonna address that. But yeah. how do you how do you know this guy so well? Yeah, yeah. So, but I as you as we say, we I understand why they're not going there. Yeah. But if that but is you, where the third movie is supposed to but be, stop. Yeah, tapping on the door. Let's, if you're not gonna go inside. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, final thoughts. Yeah, really like this movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's very good. It brings up so much, <laughs> but um, you're also like, <laughs> I, 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 I respected its striving for authenticity. Absolutely. Its characters were well developed. The action is actually, um, it's better than in the first movie, where the first movie felt almost like a PS2 game when Killmonger and T'Challa yeah. were fighting in the, in the, uh, the, the, the floor of the mountain or whatever mm-hmm. um this movie it's it's a lot more coherent um there's there's a sense of um like uh, namor in this movie his the, the show of his abilities is mm-hmm. really really cool Clary. they make the wings on his ankles actually work like it's not ridiculous okay so in the, in the namor comics, is in a the pointy aired green, green short, short wearing yeah. with wings Both on his feet in, yeah in, in trunks yeah and that was in, and he always looks silly in the comics. And that so doesn't take away from his intimidating presence in the movie. No. So I and I also yeah. do love the fact that like, um, it, it, it's supposed to be like gold and like jade. Yeah. That he's wearing. Yeah. And yeah. those two things are very important to Aztec people. Right. It makes perfect sense. And mm-hmm. also, 
the Aztecs, remember, when his people become, it's not just that they had vibranium, mm-hmm. it's that their god, separate from Wakanda's god, which is Bast, the panther god, right. bless them uh, separately. Sort of like, okay, we're not going to give you a black panther as a ruler. We're going to give you a god, a demigod, yeah. essentially. Jade, he's in all gold. Mm-hmm. Those are very important things to Aztecs. Mm-hmm. Aztec people, also very important. Birds. They worshipped birds. Yeah. So to him, for, for to him, the Kulkulkan, mm-hmm. which is what his people call him, translated to the feather serpent god. Right. All big things in, in Aztec culture. Yeah. And I do know the fact that when he comes out of the water and his little winged feet are flapping, mm-hmm. it sounds menacing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like menacing. Yeah. But also, yeah, the Aztecs love birds and really worship birds. And right. for him to have these little wing things that yeah. flap. That kind of sounds like, it almost sounds like a, like a snake's rattletail. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the vibe I got yeah. from it. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I, I, that's I just cool. love the fact that they made that intimidating. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, if, if we are wrapping up, mm-hmm. lastly, I want to say my final galaxy brain thought mm-hmm. I had during my first screening of this that like really rubbed me the wrong way. Like again, I, I do I do truly enjoy this movie mm-hmm. and I think Ryan is really tapping into some very fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm almost upset or, or I'm getting pre upset that I'm like, you can't follow I don't know if you're gonna be able to follow through with what you seem to be inching at. Yeah. But just as a final thought, A like A I felt Bad because I'm like I'm watching her become a villain, but mm-hmm. they're not portraying her as a villain. They're portraying it as quote unquote awesome, mm-hmm. which I'm like this doesn't gel with what you set up previously. Yeah, and B I felt really shitty because and here's my galaxy brain thought mm-hmm. in Black Panther one, mm-hmm. the end battle takes place in an underground railroad. <laughs> in Black Panther two, mm-hmm. the final battle takes place. On a giant military ship in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. And I felt interesting feelings <laughs> when I saw my good friends, the Wakandans, mm-hmm. these people who have never been colonized, yeah. drowning in the Atlantic Ocean. And I yeah. felt really terrible. And that ties into um, Kilmonger's last line. Um, you know, yes. the, it, it, bury, bury me, me in, in, the, the in the ocean. So I can be with my ancestors who jumped instead of... Because they knew death was better than bondage. bondage yeah. Which, um, that particular line has resonance with us as Jamaicans because um, there's a quote from Sam Sharp where he says, um, I'd rather die on yonder gallows than live life as a slave. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like When I heard that line in Black Panther, I was like, oh, you mean this mm-hmm. quote which mm-hmm. has been attributed to one of the heroes of my country... Mm-hmm talking about the terrors of slavery and mm-hmm. oppression mm-hmm. is being realized in a big blockbuster Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, that that hit me. Um, <laughs> like, like everything Killmonger had done to that point, you're yeah. just like, I'm with this dude. Yeah. And then he says that, you're like, I'm remembering this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like plain and simple, I'm remembering this Like, I, I, it's funny, because they, they had a couple of premieres for the first Black Panther in um, Jamaica when, mm-hmm. when it came out. And I went to one of them, and, and they had, like... Um, I don't know who, who they were there for, but they had like cameras and a you know a woman with a microphone after asking people you know what they thought of the movie. And there's a little bit of movie after that line, mm-hmm. you know, it's the T'Challa on the basketball court mm-hmm. with the kid and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that line, I was still thinking about it at that yeah, point, that's, that's and this had been the second time I'd seen the movie. So she's 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 coming up and she's asking me, "So what do you think of Black Panther?" And I'm just like, "I just think it's an important movie for our time, and uh, I think 
everyone needs to see it. It need, it has an important message. And I, I, that is not what she was looking for at all. No. She was looking like, for... Let's get a fun blur. <laughs> She should have been doing because a five-year-old. Yeah, like, it, uh, it, it wasn't Avengers. It was a Marvel movie, yeah. and it starred a lot of black people, right. but it had more heart than a, a, an Avengers movie it did. It had more heart-shaped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's the good thing about this movie. It definitely still has that sense of purpose and character and heart and relevance, yep. resonance with real-world issues. I, um, I, I, again, I love when it's been a Black Panther movie. Yeah. Hated when it had to start to yeah. be a Marvel movie. Yeah. And, and those things are what, that, those lead into the, what we were just talking about as the most frustrating aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It feels a little bit restricted, but at the same time, there are so many things that it does. Doing so well. That it's like, oh, not everybody can pull this off yeah. and you're doing it. You're the only person I know who is actually yeah. hitting on these points. Yeah. And um, other last point that I'll have is just, um, you said Riri Williams' suit sucked. Um, I liked it in the sense that it felt like she was just throwing shit together and and like oh yeah I'll have this long gun here I'll have the rockets that do this like it's 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 clearly just I got a week a kid, to put a kid, this together a kid who has been given a toy store right okay. and it's like I got a week to put fair, this together fair. you know um yeah but she has the integrity of the Wakandan. <laughs> it's it's probably one because she, she's she's a she's a 19 year old and they're probably like hey I think you should do this and she's just like no I'm doing it my way and then it comes out. You and know what? Had she made like a giant Gundam, I'd almost be like, "Yeah, that's what a nineteen-year-old would make." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I don't know. I don't know what her suit would look like in um, Ironheart the series, but the very last thing that I will um, say before we close out, Bam, is I had the worst movie-watching experience of my life. Oh, you too. Watch. Oh, okay. You too. So this movie is stirring feelings in the Jamaican audience. Oh, is it? Did, did, is this about the tweet with the fight? No. There was well because no. a fight broke yeah, out yeah, apparently. Yeah, I saw the tweet about the fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you, you, go, you go first. Okay. Um, so a little bit of context: it, the, the movie was starting at five fifty, and mm-hmm. I was twenty minutes away at five fifteen. Right. Okay. Um, there's a bit of traffic, but if you get through like a little stint of that, then smooth sailing for the rest of the time, you, you get to the, the cinema. I get to this intersection, it is gridlocked, right? And it's been gridlocked for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, this was supposed to last five. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, it clears up a bit. I'm making my way through the road, and this highest van blares through from the opposite direction. Okay. And, and he, like, inches away from the front of my car. So I reverse a bit, because I'm like, clearly, you have somewhere to go. I would like to go to see Wakanda forever right. as soon as possible, but let me not stand in your way. Right. Before I'm fully backed up, he just goes straight through, hits my car, right? Mm. We, get, we get into a scrape. And I'm like, I don't want to stand out here exchanging information oh. with you and shit. Anyway, he jumps out of the van, goes to the back, Two twos hits it and then he's he's off again. So he's he's just he, the panel is at this moment it is fixed. So he's driven off. I'm like fuck it, whatever. Okay. My car looks fine. Uh, I I go to the movies. Uh, I get there. I had called two friends of mine previously to say, hey, I'm not gonna make it for the five fifty. Let's go for the nine o'clock. Um, it looks like I'm actually gonna make it in time. Previews and stuff. I'm gonna see the start of the movie. I reach out to those friends. They have fucked off. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to the. I, I say to them, "Hey, I'm gonna make it in time. Be at the door. I have your tickets." Mm-hmm. Uh, I get there. They're nowhere to be found. I go in because I'm like, I need to see at least the beginning and shit. 
they call me or, or I, I, uh, I hear from them partway through. They've gone to some fucking bakery or whatever. I got to leave the movie in the middle, come outside, give them their tickets. And then I just, I don't even say hello. I just say, here are your tickets. I run back inside. Um, the tickets I bought were the Skybox tickets, which if you've never done uh, Skybox in the, the multiplex, it's this kind of up in the, the air seating. And it's... it's if you've um, seen a movie that takes place at opera. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're in those, those seats. Uh, the seats where Abraham Lincoln was shot. Sure. <laughs> and I'm thinking, all right, well, you know, uh, most people are going to buy the regular seats, so it's not going to be too packed up there. I can enjoy the because I'm thinking a lot of people are going to see this movie. Um, clearly, I was not the only one who had that idea because those skybox seats packed, filled to the brim. I'm able to find you know two seats next to each other for me and my wife. There's a demon child mm-hmm. sitting directly behind me. Mm-hmm kicking my chair mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. 30 seconds. Yeah. And her mother is doing fuck all about yeah, this. Why, why um, the kid is, is not just kicking my chair. She is being loud and, and trying to show her mother things. Right. Um, she is repeating lines from the movie yeah. with no context for what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Like, this is a dense movie. There's a lot happening in it, but she is not paying attention to any of it. She, has, yeah. she sees bright things and she's just... Exactly. Right. Um, there's a point where I turn around and I just look at the child. Right. I just look her straight in the face and the mother says, um, careful now, you don't want a man them for beat you up. And I'm like, I'm not trying to hurt your child, yeah. but... I need you as a you, mother to shut this child up. They used to play something before the, the movie yeah. started if that said, if your child is, is acting up, take, take him to the lobby. Yes. And they've stopped doing that. Anyway, yes. so partway through the movie, I, I you know, look over to see what's going on at the bottom. It is empty. Right. Um, likely because they were all caught in traffic. That highest driver has sure. clearly caused a, a ten-car pile. Yeah. Parallel, yeah. Um, and I, I, I look over at my wife. I don't even have to say anything. She just nods. As soon as intermission starts, we head straight down there. But prior to that, the entire first half of the movie mm-hmm. was just dealing with this damn child, mm-hmm. who not only um, was kicking my chair, making noise. She at one point dropped something, and her mother pulls out her flashlight and is just <laughs> putting it in my face on the floor, just all over, like, I just, I wanted to grab that child and hurl them over the, and, and I do not condone violence against children. Um, but, you know, if your kid is acting up like that, you got to take them out of the theater. It's yeah. just, it was a terrible experience. I'm never going to forget it. And there's very like heartfelt scenes in this movie mm-hmm. that I need to see it again because yeah. I cannot have that be the experience of this movie. Right. Right. I got to so, see it in so, cinema with, yeah. So I've seen this movie twice. Mm-hmm. As I said, um, the, the second one was uh, much nicer, yeah. even though it did involve a child behind me as mm-hmm. well. Also kind of making noise, but not like, obnoxious yeah just in a a child is reacting to images on screen yeah <laughs> but not like he's not consistent and he does get shut up after about 15 20 minutes okay now my first screening i i, I you know you, 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 like you said you can never get that first impression back yeah, yeah. first screening sat down movie starts Shuri is in her lab talking to Cleo, asking him to say, cannot come out. 
Queen Armanda comes out. Mm-hmm. The king is dead. Yep. Dead quiet mm-hmm. in the theater. Everyone is like, the funeral scene happens. Mm-hmm. Shuri is bawling on the coffin. Yep. And I'm like, this movie is not fucking her. Yep. As soon as she lays down on the coffin, there's a light <laughs> behind me. <laughs> and I hear a gentleman in the most fascinatingly uptown voice. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, sir. <laughs> this is my seat, you know. And who are you to come in there? You take it up. Assistance, assistance, <laughs> assistance. And everyone in the theater turns around like, boss. What the hell are you boss. doing? <laughs> and it just breaks the, that scene, right? It just breaks because people are like, you, you, literally all the audience are like, dog. Like, yeah. you can hear everybody mentally like, yeah. what is, and then you're like, Jesus Christ. You hear people like, some people giggling, some people yeah, cussing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're always like, murmuring, murmuring, murmuring. Anyway, so now, funnily enough, so, so, so it, it, it cracks the sadness, quote uh-huh. sadness of the movie. Not exactly the tension reliever that Ryan Coogler intended. No. Yeah. Now, whole movie goes on, and by the way, this is not, uh, I mean, everyone has already seen it, who's listened to this, but this is not a joyous, we're having so much fun kind of movie as the first one. Yeah. This is like a very serious kind of solemn, like... The two times I watched it, the audiences were mostly quiet. Yeah. Almost, because yeah. you're like, it's mostly serious. I would say, outside of that child, most of the, uh, like, uh, the, 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 they play a little montage of scenes with Chadwick in the first movie. Yeah, and yes. uh, And crowd was quiet right. at that point. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the Marvel logo. Yeah, yeah, As it comes, this is just quiet Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. You hear people, people are kind of like that kind of classic, like, you know, when a Jamaican is yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 like, I hear a sad thing. I don't want to deal with Like, yeah. it was that, right? Yeah, yeah. So now that happened. And then, you know, in, in, in the, I guess, chair-worthy moments, mm-hmm. you know, um, i.e. any scene with Umbaku, everyone was like, yay, Umbaku. Right? Yeah. And then, so now, so, so now the whole movie goes by. Everything's going great. I have my thoughts, I have my feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut to now the final scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. Shuri's at the beach, burning the robes. Mm-hmm. Fulfilling, you know, her arc. <laughs> Just found out that she has a nephew. No, the uh, prior, prior, okay. prior, prior, prior. Uh-huh. So they're doing the, the the Fast and Furious ending. Right, right, right. okay, okay. Sitting on the beach. <laughs> yeah. It, so now it cuts, and it and it's just it's just on her face, mm-hmm. and it's just cut with images of of T'Challa. Yeah. And it's just the best scenes of them interacting. Right, right. You know, and you're just like, oh wow, <laughs> and so the audience is like. Dead, you can see everybody like tensing up, like, oh god, yeah, <laughs> right. And they're like, and just before, and like, just as you see the first tear fall down her, mm-hmm. the, the one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen, um, in a theater happens, <laughs> a woman busts out laughing. Okay, so they actually laughed in my cinema as well around that time. And I don't it, get it. It wasn't, a, it wasn't that laughing at, haha, this is so silly. Look what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It was a, I am uncomfortable. Yeah, it was like an explosion of nervous laughter. Doing. Yeah. And that, that Jamaicans, the, the most staunchly anti therapy Jamaican saying, if me do laugh, 
McCry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was that. Mm-hmm. It's just like she just like she just had to laugh it off because she's just like, I hate the fact that you're making me uncomfortable. Yeah, that, and that just, is the thing. I, that, and it yeah. completely decimates like the moment, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. Great, I'm not going to carry this with me forever. Well, <laughs> my third, but I'm also, but then also, I'm like, wow, I also got a memorable theater experience. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I guess it's, it's very conflicting because well, I'm like, because it's also like this, as we said, this is a big funeral for everybody, yeah, and that's kind of what it's like at a funeral. Sometimes yeah, people have, have that emotional emotion, like, goes, yeah. yo, why are you going so? And but that's like, that's how them grieve. It, it was a, it was a. Dare I say it's staunchly black <laughs> reaction. Yeah. So there's, I don't know if you watch Atlanta, but there's an episode of Atlanta where they, well, there's an episode where um, w- there's a white kid who has been raised by a Trinidadian nanny, okay. and then they find out that the the nanny died. So they go to the funeral because the kid was really close to her, and mm-hmm. and the kid has been raised by her. So he's like, he likes spicy food. He right. knows he knows Trinidad songs, <laughs> right? And there's a point in the funeral where like shit breaks out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody came up on the stage to give their remembrance and they had some unfinished business that mm-hmm, they wanted mm-hmm, addressed mm-hmm, in front of everybody, mm-hmm. right? And there's actually a fight that breaks out. And of course, these are white folks. Mm-hmm. That, by the way, you know that thing about how um, Chet Hanks does his Jamaican accent? Mm-hmm. There's a, he's in the, the show sure. as, as one of the um, kids that was raised by one of uh, these nannies okay, okay, to okay, kind of okay, show okay. the, the, okay, the parents, okay, okay, okay. this is what's going to happen with your kid. He's going right, to grow up right, to be right, Chet Hanks. Anyway, right. so these white folks are are uncomfortable and they're about sure. they're, they're on their way out and they're spotted by the people you know um, in the funeral and it, one of the guys says you're scaring the white people man and he, he goes up to them and says see this this is how we sad mm-hmm. and, and it's like <laughs> that's that's kind of mm-hmm. what it's gonna be like for this movie mm-hmm. people are gonna not really know what to do and it can make for an experience that takes away from certain moments yeah. but it's a human reaction yeah. and that's what i think is the the beauty of cinema yeah but it, take it, your goddamn children out when yes. they're kicking somebody's chair sure, sure. <laughs> yeah you, you know what really fucks with me yeah so both that she laughed and everyone also kind of like gave a disapproving laugh yes yeah, that yeah. she ruined this moment for everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. but as soon as she laughed mm-hmm. shuri laughed mm it, 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 because she had that full catharsis of That's, crying. Yeah. When, you, when you're done crying, you're yeah, like, yeah. your body feels kind of relieved and you almost kind of... finally like, let go. Yeah, yeah, she did that. Yeah. So it was almost like the woman was almost completely there with her. You, you got a she 40 just, experience, she was just She was just two seconds ahead of her. Yeah. And it? And, and you guys were all watching the movie. She was in it. She, yeah. She was in that she scene. She was two seconds ahead yeah. of exactly what Shuri was doing. Yeah. So it, it like, it, it, it it both like sucked that she broke m- broke my experience with it. Yeah. But then she <laughs> was almost she empathized almost perfectly clear with right. exactly what she was doing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it was it was very strange. Yeah. I mean that you can't you can't buy that at uh, you can't get that when you're streaming on Netflix. That's the, or, or Disney Plus I should Precisely. say. Precisely. Um, hell of a lot of show here. We yeah. have we have talked for is a this, bit. This is our longest episode. I, would I mean, imagine. yeah, yeah. The next one will not be this long because uh, <laughs> we got to record it right now. <laughs> um, little peek behind the curtain. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, we quite enjoyed this movie. We uh, hot take, good movie, guys. You should watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. Genuinely, you should watch it. It's uh, it worth your attention. Um, and uh, tune in for next week's episode. We're going to be talking about the works of one 
M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Um, so put some respect on that gentleman. Yeah, I just sometimes my brain just wants to say it how it's spelled, and mm-hmm. that is wrong. It's wrong. Um, yeah, so if you no, like... M- much like, you know, our good friends, the Talakans and Wakandans, yeah. please pronounce their names. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you like M. Night Shyamalan movies, or if you don't know M. Night Shyamalan, next week's episode... Or if episode, you hate M. Night Shyamalan. Or if you hate him, you will get all of those. Of yeah, we're, we're going to be it. talking about that. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, tune in next week. You can follow us on Twitter for as long as it is on. That's true. You can follow me at Dami Movies, that's D-A-M-I Movies, and Bam at Flat, flat Bammy. Bammy. Flat uh, Flat Bami. B-A-M-M-Y. You can find this podcast, finally, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts can be found. I don't know if it's on the Stitcher app as yet. I, I did submit it, but I don't know if they have um, you know, given me the green light on that. But you can definitely find the podcast if you are looking for it uh, as conveniently as possible for your listening needs. Um, Bam, thank you for joining me once again. Great and time, man. thank you for listening. We will see you next oh, week. Oh, uh, one more, if I move one more button on this. Yes. Um, I really love that the beginning of this podcast, we mentioned our previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it uh, <laughs> Movie Money? Yeah. And uh, my podcast, Penny, Penny Section, Section podcast, mm-hmm. which I did with my previous co-host, a gentleman by the name of Lopo. Mm-hmm. Big up Lopo. I'm very glad we did this Black Panther episode because someone, a friend pointed out to me that... Many moons ago, mm-hmm. on my first episode of mm-hmm. the Penny Section podcast, which you can look it up. Doesn't sound great, terrible audio, but please <laughs> look it up. We, you, you can see the literal progression of my old show. Yeah. The very first episode we did was that me and Lopo walked out of Black Panther. Really? And said, we need to do a podcast about this right now. Wow. So, full circle, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You just, you just, your podcast just keep lining up with Black Panther movies. Yep. What's going to happen when Black Panther 3 comes out? You're going to find somebody else? New podcast. (laughs) Smelly later. Well, we got some time before that happens. (laughs) You can enjoy some movie man them for the years to come, hopefully. We will see how those things go. And um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoy next week's episode and all the episodes. Thank you very much for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.